Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Decimalprods.com video games podcast. Finally, we're doing one of these not two months later, only a month and a half later. We're improving. As always, I'm dead. Remember today we got Cave. Hi, welcome to the Pancake Podcast. Um, Because that's what we've been talking about for the last half hour. No, we've also done a bunch of bad jokes. We've been talking about pancakes for the last half hour. And Alex. Insert meme here. (laughs) I couldn't come up with anything. (laughs) God. Uh, Eventually, we're just going to turn into meta versions of ourselves. (laughs) Probably. It's going to be like that one bit from Person of Interest. Just be happy I didn't go with anything gator related this week. I think I'm out of gator jokes. I think I've used them all. Who are you and what have you done with Alex? Don't worry. We'll we'll have a writer's meeting and we'll come up with some more. But anyway, yes, video games. We're here to talk about them. I want to start off. You do? Yes, because I have some business-related game stuff to talk about. Uh-oh. Okay. And when I say business, I mean I was given a code for a game that I couldn't play. (laughs) Okay. So, Destroy All Humans 2, reprobed, came out about a month ago. I received a pre-release code and installed it, went to play it. Uh, got, Got it installed, got it booted up, and sat down with James, actually, to record a video for it. Just because there are other people on the site doesn't always have to be me and Cave. I understand. And with a bunch of people getting new computers, maybe one day one of them will lead a video. Not happening. I'm Let's aware. Just be honest. A boy can dream, damn it. Not in this group. Anyway. Going to crush your spirits right there. <laughs> so I got the game booted up and started playing into it. Cutscenes. Ran fine. Everything was running great. Then we get into gameplay. And it was running conservatively like shit. It was fluctuating between mid-50s to low-40s in terms of frame rate. Regardless of what was actually happening on screen. And this was happening regardless of settings. I would drop it down to the lowest possible settings. It was still doing it. I would drop, I would fucking switch off V-Sync, force V-Sync through the video control panel, update my video drivers, do everything I possibly could. And I just couldn't fucking get it to work. I tried running it with DirectX 12. And then that ran into the new issue of all of the splash screens running at single digit frame rates. So, like, those things you see at the beginning where it's like, hey, this game was made at a different time and things might be offensive in it. Sorry, but we didn't want to change anything because this is the game. Deal with it. Yep, and, then, and then THQ Nordic, the Black Forest thing, those logos were all crawling along like slideshows. Then get into the game itself. And it ran better. It ran at, like, a not consistent, but more consistent than it had been 60 and then all of a sudden, I get to an area and, well, not even an area, I just, I, just, I just play long enough. And then all of a sudden, the GPU usage jumps to 99% and it drops to single-digit frame rates. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is happening? 
contacted the PR guy and was like, hey, what's up? I can't play your game. Sent him like the DX diagnostic option uh, file. And he's like, hey, thanks for reaching out. No one else has had this problem. Also, the entire dev team is off at uh, Gamescom this week. So got to wait for them to come back to health. Uh, for reference, they never did. But wh what did I expect, honestly? I am not important enough that a team would look into troubleshooting for a troubleshooting a game that hasn't come out yet for a guy they've never heard of. Who are you? What? De Dead's game isn't working. We better get a team on that stat. Yes. Quick, go back to the office. But sir, the presentation. Fuck the presentation. This is more send, important. Send the One random right to his house. critic might be inconvenient. This like Canadian it. might give us a bad review. Just, just a van pulls up outside your place and like a bunch <laughs> of uh, texts just come out and we'll take care of it. Just a person just dives <laughs> head first through my fucking window. I hear you're having issues with our game, sir. I'm just like, ah! But yeah, so I could not get the game to run in any sustainable, playable format. Then the game comes out and I'm not the only one having the issue, so thank fucking God. But yeah, it just this this game came out. It, I I got a code. I was like, okay, sick. I'm gonna be getting some content for the site. We're gonna be going out and doing stuff. It's a new game. I'm doing the game journalism thing, and then it just doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck do I do now? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's a situation that I have never been in, and don't know where to ask to think to. I don't know where to begin to ask for help about this. Because, like, my normal situation is, oh, hey, a thing's going wrong. Let me check Reddit. They usually have a pulse on things that are wrong. Be that for be that for good or for bad. But, yeah, the game's not out yet. Like, do I just contact the company directly and say, hey, you know the game that's releasing in a week? I have it and it doesn't work. Well, how, how do you have our game? You gave me a code, fuckfaces. Well, they didn't. The PR company did. It's a third-party PR people who was handling really who was handling media for this game. Uh, yeah, they're just like he's a hacker. Get him. And I'm yeah, so I'm just here, just like cool. I got this game that doesn't work. Other people seem to like it. Try, at least they didn't try and silence you. Like, don't tell anybody our game doesn't work. Well, yeah. What? Why would they? Who would listen to me? I don't know. I just I remember when X Men Destiny came out way back in the day, and like it was terrible, and like they were running around trying to shut up anybody who had a pre release copy of the game because they didn't want anyone to know how embarrassing it was. Yeah, luckily that hasn't happened in a while. I think largely because of places like Twitter. Yeah, that's true. This was like, uh, I, well, I mean, Twitter, I think Twitter was around. Dude, back Twitter was still like, around, but it wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. I don't I, think. I, I, I just, I just remember that like they were going crazy, nuking anyone who was playing it off YouTube because they didn't want anybody to see the game before they bought it because they didn't want to lose all their pre-orders. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure that company went out of business because they were so scummy. And in fact, I'm pretty sure the game was recalled and it's illegal to like sell the game now. <laughs> I don't think, it's, like, I don't think it's illegal to sell the game. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's illegal they can't to sell the game. Print any more new copies is what it is. 
is what usually it is in these cases. Because oh, I own okay. a uh, recalled game. Okay, like, so... I own um, Two Human, I think it was. Two Human. Oh, I think that's also from these guys, isn't it? Isn't this also Silicon yeah. Knights? Yep. I was. I actually enjoyed the game and was infuriated when I got to the end because I thought, like, basically it looked like, oh, I must have, like, there must be a secret ending that I have to play through to get an actual ending because they sequel baited a video game. Yeah, lots of video games do that. I'm so mad. Okay, so the issue. So I so I looked up about so much stuff about X Men Destiny. The issue wasn't that the game was so shitty that that it got recalled, so they had to, so they had to like, and, and they had to destroy all the copies. What it was was this game and Two Human both built over both built on Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just let me just double check and so making sure I'm getting all my information right about this. Okay, so in 2007, Silicon Knights sued Epic Games for failing to quote provide a working game engine. In and and because of that, they experienced considerable losses. The suit alleged that Epic Games was sabotaging Unreal Unreal Engine three licensees. Epic's licensing document stated that a working version of the engine would be available within six months of the 360 developer kits being released. Silicon Knights claimed that not only did the, not only was the deadline missed, uh, but that when a working version of the engine was eventually released, the documentation was insufficient. So they're basically saying that the reason that X-Men Destiny and Two Human were so shitty was because the version of Unreal they got sucks too hard. So, Epic Games then countersued Silicon Knights, alleged that the studio was aware when it signed on that certain features of Unreal Engine 3 were still in development and that components would continue to be developed and added as Epic included work on Gears of War. In a statement, Epic said, Silicon Knights knew when it committed to the licensing agreement that Unreal Engine 3 might not meet its requirements and may not be modified to meet them. Additionally, the countersuit claimed that Silicon Knights had made unauthorized use of un- Epic's licensed technology and had infringed and otherwise violated Epic's intellectual property rights, including Epic's copyrighted works, trade secrets, know-how, and confidential information by incorporating Unreal Engine 3 code into its own engine. Furthermore, yep. Epic claimed that uh, the developer broke the contract by employing this derivative work in its title, in its internal title, in an internal title and a second game with Sega, a partnership for which it never received a license fee. And I bought Two Human after this case was over as a used game. I was completely unaware of all of this bullshit, only to find out later and be even angrier. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, so this was this was initially published by Activision under a Marvel license, but then, but then like a bunch of other Activision titles that had Marvel licenses, this got delisted and removed from all digital platforms in 2014, and they were both recalled and had unsold copies destroyed due to this lawsuit. So yeah, and to top it off, it was just a terrible game. Yeah, this and two human were both trash. 
I had fun with Two Human, but yeah, it was a bad game. It was not enjoyable. And, the, and Silicon Knights' only response was, "Well, it was it was Disney's fault." <laughs> Wait, seriously? Or are you joking? <laughs> no, that was his 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 response to the negative feedback is that well, because Marvel was acquired by Disney and started like shunning anything that wasn't a property that at the time they did not own, which was the, the movie rights too. Like, you know, back then X-Men was still owned by Fox. So like, so Disney just kind of didn't care and slashed their budget. I don't know if that's true. It's probably, it sounds like it's just, it sounds like an excuse, an excuse more than anything. Yeah. Uh, so Dennis Dyack, the founder of Silicon Knights uh, stated that the project budget was drastically reduced due to Marvel's acquisition by Disney. Well, fuck you, but fuck you there, bud, as Dad would say. Yeah, he asserted that uh, the perception of indifference had to do with the resources at the developer being reallocated in response to the shift in the budget. The developers were not informed of the reduced budget so as to maintain morale. Uh, Dayak also admitted in 2019 that he was not heavily involved in the game development as he was busy handling the lawsuit. <laughs> fuck that guy. That's, that's, that's like, oh, we, we didn't tell you why. Well, we didn't want to hurt morale. Yeah, and these guys made Eternal Darkness. What the hell? What the hell happened to these I guys? I don't know. How are people How are people so corrupt and or stupid able to pull things off? And why do they have to be Canadian? It goes against, <laughs> it go, it goes against everything I learned in school. That's the part <laughs> that Dead hates the most. Why do they have to be Canadian? It, all, it always happens. It always happens where we're just like doing these, we're like either on shows or just talking. We just begin talking about some shithead and they look up the thing. It's like, oh, fuck, they're Canadian. <laughs> Thought you guys were supposed to be nice. <laughs> oh, fuck off there, bud. Oh, God. So yeah. What what did you just find? Nothing. I'm just I'm just absorbing. But yeah, so this is not to draw any kind of comparison between THQ Nordic and or Black Forest and Silicon Knights. We just talk about broken games. Speaking yeah. of broken, uh there's a new Gundam video game out. Oh no. Yes, I tried it too under your advice. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so Gundam Evolution is out, and it is apparently pretty popular. Okay. There are, there have been, like, multiple big-name people who have been like, hey, this game's fucking great. Uh, it's Gundam, so there's going to be a fan base there. Yeah. <laughs> and playing it, it's fine. It's fun. It, it is... It is James kind of made a joke about it in like our little chat things. It is basically under it is basically Overwatch but Gundam. Yeah, which means uh, I'll never is, play it. This is this is Gundam Watch right here. Yeah, it's entirely it's a free to play game. Uh, I can't remember the developer at the moment. Uh, as I as I try to look up who, who they are. Da, 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 da. Yeah, no, sick. There's nothing. I 
<laughs> Fucking Christmas. I would have I would have a better time. I would have a I would have an easier time looking at the developer if I knew you guys could fill dead air. Ah, you want us to fill dead air? All right. Uh, well, okay. Then. So so all right. So I I played it and uh, I have one major complaint with Gundam Evolution and that is I play the Gundam and people are still shooting at me and that's not how it's supposed to work. I'm supposed to appear and they're supposed to dramatically freeze and go, "It's a Gundam and let me kill them." But you're fighting <laughs> other Gundams. No, you there. You, some sometimes you're fighting just the non Gundam regular mobile suits, and those <laughs> never do anything. Sometimes you're just fighting dudes, and dudes are supposed to just die. Okay, God, yeah. come you know, on. So it's you so know it's, it's it's I mean it's it's how it works that like they shoot at me, it does nothing. I point at my half-assed stock fit stock footage shot. They get hit and they explode. That's how it works. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it is. Uh, so it's Bandai Namco. I thought they were just publishing it, but no, they developed it too. And yeah, it is a bunch of Gundams throughout Gundam's history. Uh, I think the most recent one they have in it is Barbatos from Iron-Blooded Orphans. Yeah. Which, he's, Which just, is, a, he's just a melee character. Everyone else has guns and well, he just has a fucking stick. That's that's how that's how it works in the Iron-Blooded Orphans. He doesn't have a... He, he beats things to death. No, I'm aware. It's just, it's just everything else has guns and then you just pick Barbatos and it's just, I have club. But no, so it is a bunch of Gundams throughout Gundam's history, uh, including a bunch of like just mobile suits. They got Zaku's. They all kinds of Zaku's. They have GMs. Yeah, they have uh, Turn A. They have Turn A Gundam for some reason, which is the one that was designed by Sid Mead. It <laughs> looks nothing like looks nothing like uh, anything else from any other Gundam show. Yeah, it just has the just has a fucking mustache. And yeah, so it is a it is a 6v6 hero shooter, I guess is the, for lack of a better term. All these different uh Gundams have uh, different stats, different abilities, different weapons. Uh, I guess for reference, I have no idea what any of their names are because I'm not a Gundam guy. That's more uh, me and Alex's job. Yeah, that's more uh, my show. thing. Okay, uh, so yeah. well, there's Unicorn. Uh, of the ones I played, as I am looking through a GIF of all the playable Gundams, uh, I tried uh, Sazabi and Methus. Yes. Uh, Sazabi has a shotgun, and his main thing is he's pretty slow, but what he can do is he can huck an axe at somebody and then just booster for free to that axe. Sazavi cool. is Char's final thing he used in that big movie. Yep. And then Methus. a big bulky thing with a shotgun and an axe. And the Methus was uh, the crappy thing that always got destroyed. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Methus has twin pistols. Okay. And I like it because it can shoot fast. I like pistols. Oh, yeah. He also has a healing ability where you can just like attach a tether to another Gundam and then heal them. Oh, yeah, I don't useful. know where they invented that because that never happened in like the show. Uh, they because they needed a healer, exactly. <laughs> but it, but it, but it's it's happened in other like games that adapt Gundam, where it's like, and Methus can heal, and I was like, I don't think it could do that in the show. Well, they need something to heal. I guess so. But yeah, uh, so like gameplay wise, it's fine. Um, it gets into a bit of a issue. With some of the uh, like 
like, like one of the things people talk about when they talk about like a game design for multiplayer games is especially like class based multiplayer games is you have to be able to tell at a glance what a character is by their silhouette. And so that's, that sometimes gets a bit rough in Gundam when all the main Gundams look basically identical. What are you talking yeah, they all, about? They all, they, they all more or less have the same basic setup of lightsaber and yeah, it's, gun and shield. Yeah, I, I, there, there is a there is a good spread uh, throughout uh, Gundam Evolution with a lot of their uh, like not main Gundam guys. So you're able to tell yeah, a lot, a lot of the stuff they have are like weird stuff that like nobody has ever would ever think of, like the Dom Trooper. Yeah, uh, but like every, all the colors are a bit dulled down compared to the anime, just because you know they're I guess they're going for a. I don't know. I guess they can't have anime color palettes in three dimensional games. I don't know. Uh, and they have the gun, the Gundam Exia, whose main weapon is throwing knives. <laughs> Which I mean, it could do in the show, but it only did that like once or twice, and that's its main weapon. That because that's its main weapon. Come on. Yeah, and I should say that I that I only played like I've played less than an hour of the game, so any opinions that I have will take with a grain of salt, and I will get to why I only played about an hour, less than an hour of it in a second. But other kind of issue I have with it, just environment design, which is to say, blue gray corridors or rocky canyons. Yeah, blue red gray corridors are rocky canyons. Woo. That's about it. That that is the two that is the two environments. There are two genders. It is blue gray corridors and rocky and rocky uh, canyons. But Yeah, like the gameplay is fine. Just that the game worked. Cuz in that less than an hour I played, it crashed to desktop twice. That's mm. fun. Yeah, so I, I actually it actually didn't crash at all for me, which is odd because that's usually what happens. Yeah. Download the game, boot it up to get into my first game, started loading in, and then 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 an error has occurred, error code five hundred something, crash a desktop. Steam said it was still running. Despite not a single thing on my computer telling me that a game was running. Including the task manager. I've had that happen with a variety of games, actually. Yeah, had to like hard stop it within Steam, booted it up again, got into my first game where the same issue happened with someone on the enemy team, so the entire thing was scrapped. Just we we waited until the game started, got in, everyone was running around, and then enemy team has a member left, they will forfeit in fifteen seconds, which just seems like no fucking why. Why spend that long? Why, why, why go into the thing knowing a teammate has left? Wait for the entire prep time to finish, and then let us run out there to give us another fifteen seconds to wait before we go into another game. Maybe they were hoping they'd come back. They're out being optimistic. And if we leave during that time, then we get a lever penalty. Fucking fun. Got into another game. Played that one to completion. Uh, we lost. Got into a second game, played about halfway through, and then it crashed again. Again, hard crash to desktop. Up error code five hundred something, and I just uninstalled the game. Then 
I, like, I, I did have one. I did have one issue where I stopped, and then the game wouldn't stop even though it was off. Tight. Like it was still, it was still running. That, that's happened with a couple other games from Bandai Namco. So I don't know if it's just the might just be them weird, weird quirk of them or not. Yeah. So I am going to wait until this game has been out for a while before trying it again. Because, in all honesty, I have been looking at something I can just, like, I've been looking for something I can just, I can just shut my brain off and just kind of play. Because I have been, I honestly be kind of missing something like that. Just, uh, it used to be Apex. It used to be just Apex where I could just sit there for, like, an hour and a half, two hours and just keep losing over and over again and not really care. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Because the game, it looked interesting, and as much as Blizzard and Activision fucking suck dick, I still didn't mind Overwatch when I played it. And I am very much conflicted on whether or not I want to try Overwatch 2 when it comes out, because it's also going to be free. But yeah. Gun of Evolutions, a bit of a disappointment there. Speaking of disappointments, <laughs> bad segue, but whatever. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I've been playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider a bit. I stopped recently when we got to the monster part because I didn't like Every it. Every time I hear that, I just keep matching Shadow of the Colossus, but with Lara Croft. <laughs> I'm pretty, Honestly, I'm pretty sure yeah. That's not, I'm yeah, pretty that's, sure that's not I'm the game. That, too. Yeah, that, that is, was my first thought. That is very much not the game. Now, I didn't know this until I looked up info about this game. Apparently, Tomb Raider, the updated one, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider are what's called the Survivor Trilogy. They just named it that. Because, I guess, because they have such an emphasis on watching Lara die horrible deaths. Because you gotta remember, like, the original uh, 2014, I think it was, uh, Tomb Raider, for this trilogy, that kind of got memed because it just, it was just super cuts of, hey, here's every way Lara Croft can die. They're fucking brutal, right, bud? Yeah, I specifically couldn't beat that game because I got stuck in a loop where I just couldn't beat an enemy and could not stand watching her die anymore. The first one is the only one of those games I've beaten. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I didn't get stuck. I didn't get stuck in that loop, and I am fully desensitized to watching pixels die. She looked too much like a normal woman. Like, God. <laughs> but yeah, it's so much of these games are. Let's just put Lara into really tense situations. And then remove all the tension because it's either in a cutscene or you just hit one button and you're good. It's like it's like the fucking Uncharted thing, and with where like so much of one of the complaints about Uncharted the, the series is just so much of it, so much of like the platforming and stuff where like the dangerous like oh I'm I gotta jump out of this plane. So much of that has no fucking teeth behind it because it's just okay. You wait until he stretches out his arm to the yellow thing, then hit a button and he jumps to it. That's it. 
Yeah. And that's a lot of fucking Tomb Raider as well. It's just, just, hey, I'm climbing up all these things. And then, whoopsie doops, the rock fell and now I'm falling. Oh, well, this is a cutscene, so I can't do anything about it. So let me just put my controller down and wait till I'm in control of the video game again. Yay. My favorite part about video games, not being able to control them. Woo. Now sit back and let the cool graphics do the work for you. Yeah. All right. Watch this cutscene of her murdering someone when you can be doing it yourself. Hell yeah. Yeah, so much of it is... So much of it feels entirely out of your hands and with zero tension. So... Anytime she's like, oh, she's hurt. I'm like, okay, cool. I can't wait for her to walk very slow for 30 seconds in a playable, like, in basically a playable loading screen. And then all of a sudden she's fucking fine and doing backflips out of trees, shooting people in the head. No, she's hurt. My waifu. <laughs> that's basically, that's basically what they were, what they were going for. Is Lara Croft anyone's waifu? I'm pretty sure she is. Oh, there, there are people. Like. Yeah, the character model's hot, but like, I, I think she she was a waifu before people even knew what waifus was. Well, that was back when she had like character. It wasn't a good character, but it was a character. It was something. Yeah, it was more than just I need to stop. I need to stop Trinity because of bad. Me good. Me love father. Father. Fire good, useful for treasure hunting. <laughs> yeah, it, it is this it is it is bizarre going back to like or not even going back, having this style of archaeologist where something's buried, let me pull out my knife and stab it. Having that style of like entertainment archaeologist existing in like the late teens of two, late twenty tens. It's very odd to me. Because it feels like a throwback to, you know, the 30s. Yeah, I have to agree with that one. And so having like a modern day person being like, being like, oh, I've got to go to this hidden city in the middle of fucking Mexico or Peru or whatever, where the fuck they are. Are in order to get this, in order to, in order to go steal their ancient artifacts so that this other guy can't do an apocalypse with them. I'm the hero. It may just be modern times telling me, hey, this style of archaeology is bad. Because it is. Yeah. But yeah, so basic structure of it, I think, is fine because it's a lot of puzzle platforming it's a lot of hey here's a challenge tomb like that's, that's kind of the main thing the tomb raiding aspect of it where in areas you'll be able to find hidden tombs where if you run through them do these like platforming puzzles and complete it then you get some fucking upgrade thing that you can't normally get through skill points because of course there's a skill tree in this As you do. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's standard. Yeah, it is. 
That's pretty fucking standard. Yeah, and yeah, like those themselves are fun. I like puzzle platforming. It is a thing that I do not see a lot of. When I do see it, I enjoy it. Just I like platforming. I like puzzles. Put them together. Oh, you get your peanut butter in my chocolate. <laughs> and it's a lot of. They're a lot of fun. And I will give them this. They, the people who made this, designed the fuck out of them. Because there are a lot of like really complex like uh, temple and world design stuff in the game. They they put a lot of effort into making this shit. Uh, whether or not it's good is another thing, but I can appreciate the effort in it. Because sometimes it's like, hey, we got this ancient temple thing here. It looks fucking awesome. And then we then we got another one. It's like, hey, it's a different ancient temple, but it's also got like a bunch of blood and shit on it. Mostly shit. Ooh. Yeah, and when I uninstalled the game, I got to a point where I was doing one of these puzzles, but then also being attacked by a fucking... Remember the thing? Did you guys ever watch The Descent? I feel like I did, but I don't remember if I did. I'm going to say, I feel like I did too, but I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't seem to... A bunch of women, it's, go, it's, spel- it's... Yeah, a bunch of women go spelunking. They get no, lost I did oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the monsters in there. Yes, I did, I did not yeah. watch that. So imagine if those monsters were like Aztec stuff. ta yeah, those things showed up, and I was just like, yeah, okay, I think I'm done here. <laughs> you have officially bored me. Yeah, honestly. Like, the second they introduced, like, the underground society of fucking insane Aztec monsters, I'm like, yeah, you lost me here. And it wasn't even, like, a stretching the imagination thing. Tomb Raider, from what I understand, I've never been a big Tomb Raider guy, but Tomb Raider has always had a supernatural element to it. It's always been, I got to go find these artifacts. Oh, wait, there's magic here? What? Oh, well, I better just steal these artifacts and then, I don't know, sell them? Sit on them and try to gestate it? I don't know. I don't I don't know what Lara Croft's endgame is. It belongs in a museum. Don't you live in a museum? And? Exactly. It belongs exactly, in my house. Exactly. So, belo- <laughs> so it belongs to me. It's a win-win. I get it, and I can claim it's in a museum. But... But that's an ancient religious relic of our people. You can come to my house. Entry fee is 25 pounds. She does keep the skull of the T-Rex that she killed in there. Oh, yeah, she killed a T-Rex. And yes, that is a thing, people. Yeah, like I said, Tomb Raider has never strayed away, has never shied away from being weird and dumb. Uh. But these games treat it with such such like severity because like from what I understand from the second game because I never finished it because I got to a part in Russia and the game's performance tanked and it's not a me issue that is an everyone issue sure just like it wasn't a you issue that uh, destroy all humans stopped working Mm-hmm. It never started working. But no, uh, there's this group called Trinity. They are trying to get things, artifacts for 
an apocalypse, I think. I'm not 100%. Not gonna lie, didn't pay a lot of attention. By the time I got to the end, I was skipping through every cutscene I could. <laughs> At least he's honest. Because they kinda don't fucking matter. Like, the character of Lara Croft is nothing. She is a she is a plastic doll for you to shoot people and then get impaled on rocks. No one else is interesting. I mainly feel bad for Jonah, who is like her buddy. Yeah, buddy, that's the right word. No, she, she that, that she, he is he is buddy. She sets him up with a woman. He's still her bitch. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I thought you were going for a, I thought you were going for a different thing, but no, he is very much her bitch. No, 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 he's her bitch. He is very much her bitch. The man gets in a fucking plane crash and gets a fucking jungle parasite in his arm, and he's still like, "Yeah, I guess I'll fucking help you find this thing your dad was obsessed with." It's not like I got anything better to do than follow a white woman into a jungle of Peru. Uh. <laughs> I'm just here, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Yeah, right? And his entire character is just... His entire character, from what, again, from what I saw, was just... Hey, Lara. Maybe calm down for like a day. You're gonna get me killed. You're gonna get you killed. I need to sleep. And Lara's like, yeah, okay. Oh, hey, look, a woman, Jonah. Why don't you go pet it or something? I'm going to go off here and get impaled a few times. That's a minor inconvenience. A minor inconvenience. Also, I don't know if they, like, toned it down a bit because of complaints about the first games. This is the third game in the series. The deaths have toned down a lot. Remember in the first game where, like, you were uh, on one of, those, one of those, like, slide things, and then you got impaled in a pole that went through her fucking skull? Yeah. Yeah, now it just goes through her sternum. That's not much better. It's, to me, it's worse, because it's boring. It's like you are sliding down feet first, and the first thing that hit is your stomach. And it's not like it went up. It went straight, like she fucking fell on it going, like, just fucking spread eagle. Mm. Okay. And like it's not it's not bad. Trust me, I've I I believe we've played games where we've seen worse. Yeah, but it's it's the situation, you know. I I know it's stupid, but like seeing a well-rendered girl get killed like that just it's a little too brutal for me. Meh. Now, seeing a 2D animated character get horribly mauled, that's different, no matter how cute <laughs> the girl is. Check out our Danganronpa Let's Play. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those plugs in. Yep. Uh, we'll be having new episodes of that out before 2023. That's a lie. <laughs> I will do my best. He's optimistic. I, I'm the only one producing the content. 
not making it, just producing it. I have to be. <sighs> but yeah, like those those games are mechanically fine. It's just everything around them that I am completely bored to death by. Uh, and then final thing, uh, I've been getting more into emulation lately. Just because I needed some, I needed more stuff to play, and I didn't feel like I didn't feel like dropping, you know, a hundred some dollars on an old console, then spending another fifty dollars on an old monitor to be able to play it and stuff. That would not be. So yeah, just emulation. Woo, emulation. It's wild. There's a lot of stuff happening, uh, and. There's so much stuff happening uh, within certain emulators that are being built that the stable version they recommend you download is the beta version. And one of the other what emulators... Was an, what was it an emulator of? Uh, it was Dolphin, a Wii and GameCube emulator. Ah, uh, yes. I've heard of that. Never tried it. I assumed it wouldn't work. Uh, it works. I it assumed it wouldn't work for me. Yeah, and then I'm also uh I also have a PCSX2, which is a PlayStation 2 emulator, and RPCS3, which is a PS3 emulator. Which hit a big milestone recently of being able to do save states. Because up until now they've just been able to they've been able to basically emulate a PS3 hard drive and just save your data to that. But yeah, emulation is wild. Like I did not I did not know the amount of time it takes to get an emulator, like, made and working. Apparently with the RPCS3, they've been working on it since, like, 2014, and they are still in alpha. And like, wow. they, And like I said, they just got save states, which, for more modern consoles, makes sense in, like, taking a, basically, a screenshot of a system from, like, the 1990s <laughs> is nothing. Taking a screenshot of what is effectively a computer is a lot more difficult. Yeah. But hey, they figured like, it out. I, I was confused by it when Dead first told me about it, but after he explained it to me, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and I know nothing about how this shit works. You know better than me. <laughs> yeah. So I've been playing the Sly Cooper franchise. Like all of them. I haven't got to four yet, but I don't know if I'll be playing four. for the one that nobody likes? Uh, kind of. Uh, 4 was the first one not made by Sucker Punch. It was made by, I believe, Senzaru. Who did the, uh... Who did the, uh, remaster, like, the Sly Cooper trilogy on PS3 and Vita. And... And yeah, like, it... They did a good job with it, and the game, from what I understand, is fine it just is missing some of that like certain joie de vivre that uh whatever the fuck it is that the that the other games had just kind of missing something uh but yeah like playing sly one sly two and sly three in rapid succession really shows you that sucker punch fucking knew what they were doing and was able to Largely improve those games game to game. Because, like, going back and playing the first one, that game is unrecognizable from the rest of the franchise almost. 
because it was in this weird pocket of time in games development where there were like it was still like modern it was a modern game made almost entirely with like 1990s game design philosophy through their heads because it was still a live system it was one hit one kill it had like a hub world but then it only got into these like other levels and then th some of those levels they just had the shittiest mini game design because they because the mini game just fucking sucked ass there was hey run around and whack 50 chickens also if you get hit once by a brewster then you fucking die uh you had mm -hmm. like you controlled like this really shitty like hovercraft skiff thing which you had to run over fish which swam like just a smidge faster than you or just a smidge slower than you. So it was this awkward thing of like having to run them down, but they can angle like a motherfucker. Uh, they had to do that to light a bunch of torches in two minutes. Uh, there's a rhythm game that, again, you fail once, you die and have to restart it. Whoa. How did I know favorite. he was going to do that? How did I, I know he was going to do that? So we've been friends for years. Loves that. Yeah. And yeah, so much of it was. And well, not even so much. That was like at the periphery because the rest of the game was fine. It was very, it was still very fun. Like it, <coughs> like playing as Sly. Honestly, might have been the worst part just because the voice actor was so wooden. Like everyone else had the, like these really like over the top kind of campy voices. Like Bentley, uh, the brains of the operation, he sounded like stereotypical nerd. Murray was just this big fucking dumbass, but he sounded he sounded like it. But then Sly was like, "Hello, I am Sly Cooper." It was very. I am after the Thievius Raccoonus. Yeah, it was very much. You're the one who's out, Gobby, out of your mind. Like almost every line of dialogue from Sly was that level of d delivery. They're eating her. And, and they're then they're going to eat me. me. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I actually watched a movie that had like dialogue delivery like that recently. Tight. It was so bad. Yeah. Then moving on from there to slide two, and they completely overhauled things, and it was infinitely for the better. The voice actor still couldn't deliver a line, but... Not really. He, he he got a bit better by three. Like, it was incremental, and you could hear it when you're playing it back-to-back, -back, but, like... Yeah, he's not he's not great. I think he just got more comfortable with the role. Everyone else, though, fucking crushing it. Uh, the voice of Carmelita changed every game, which was weird. Like, in the first game, she had very much a... Uh, like, Hispanic or Latino accent, because her name is Carmelita Fox. Uh, second game, just some lady. Third game, a lady with a much thicker accent who couldn't act very well. Or it was just, another, or just a different white lady putting on a very thick accent. <laughs> different white lady, thick accent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so with the second game, they broke things up by making it open world, and also by giving you three playable characters. Uh, in the first game, it was hub world, and then you go into specialized mission areas. You just do your 
quote unquote jobs, which is reach the end, hit the thing and grab the key and leave. In Sly 2, they really started making it a job. It, it, you were doing a, you were planning and setting up for a heist. Like you get into an area and then the first thing you do is take recon photos. You break, you break into an area, you get a picture of the guy you're there to, the guy you're there to fight, the thing you're there to steal, and the thing you're there to steal is attached to. I love a good heist planning montage. Oh, this isn't a montage. Wish, yeah, this this is levels. I wish more of my DMs did heist planning. <laughs> That's a hint to any of my DMs who might listen to this. You want to make a happy caveman? Heist. <laughs> I'll probably run games without complaint for weeks after. Talk to Days Birdie. after. Yeah, Minutes talk, after. Yeah, talk to Birdie. He's the one who is running a game where a heist is a appropriate thing for our characters to do. But anyway. So yeah, it's uh so yeah, like from Sly 2 onwards, you were playing as the entire Cooper gang of Sly, Bentley, and Murray. Uh Murray is big boy, beats things, can set his fists on fire and insta kill things. Uh Bentley has a gun. And I I say gun. It's a crossbow. But it shoots sleep darts, and then he sneaks upon them and drops a bomb on on the on, on the sleeping enemy and runs away. Bentley, stealth. Have you heard of it? Yeah, sure I have. That's why I'm shooting him from so far away. Bombs are the opposite. I actually, so fun 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 story. Um, had a player, like I was I was playing in the game. Had the player like, all right, we're doing a stealth mission, and then immediately, like we all look at the fighter. And he's like, don't worry, guys, I'll take my armor off. <laughs> so I'll only be rolling with a minus one. <laughs> so we're like, okay, cool, whatever. Clang, clang, then, clang, clang, clang. Then the stealthiest member of our party finds the explosives room. Because we're invading a uh, a base, like an enemy capital, like like enemy fortress. Uh-huh. And he's like, guys, I can't resist it. And we're all like, fucking no. As he lights the entire room on fire setting off the fire alarm that we didn't know was there <laughs> and nearly getting us killed as all of the guards rush to murk our asses. Nice. It's fucking sometimes D and D players just don't think a step ahead. Sometimes D and D players just don't think a step ahead. There we go. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's it's so much fucking fun playing these games and like getting having the entire level be a setup for the final boss fight because that's what it is. It's you get the recon photos and then it is Bentley going, okay, we need to do this. Murray, you do this. Sly, you do this. This is how it will set things up for the final thing. And then once you do those, then it moves into the phase two, then phase three, and then the boss fight. And it's great. And they did so many neat things of like changing up the dynamic of the group, changing up how things work. Like for an entire mission in Sly 2, you're being narrated by Bentley instead of uh, Sly. Because Sly and Murray get captured and thrown in prison. So you have to plan a prison break. That's awesome. I love prison That's break. That's always fun. Yeah, it's great. And they did like this. And like the mini games in this, they. They weren't so much mini games so much as like like one-off mechanics per level and those would 
and those would like they worked. They had like more thought put into them. They played a lot better, and they felt more in character. Like Sly getting a hovercraft with a gun on it. That feels like nothing. But Bentley having an RC chopper that can drop bombs on people. Very much in character. Uh, Murray didn't have any driving this time because they knew they couldn't code driving for shit. <laughs> they learned their lesson. Yeah, see the first game. Yeah, it all played so well, and having the setup for the game be a proper sequel and proper follow-up to the first game worked really well too because the first game the first game was you are a you are Sly Cooper member of the Cooper thieving clan you are a you are the most multicultural person to ever exist considering that your ancestors are Japanese Scottish American Southern like African Egyptian Egypt's in Africa yeah uh, Indian, and then also a caveman. Yeah, all of those people are part of the Cooper clan, and they and they, and they took all of their like thieving knowledge to put it into a book that just kept being updated as centuries went on, called the Thievius Raccoonus. Then one day, five people broke into your house, murdered your murdered your dad, and your mom existed. I think. Nah. And then stole the book, divided up among themselves, and went off. Uh, then Sly, sent to an orphanage, met Murray and Bentley. The three of them grew up and became a thieving crew. And then it is, okay, we are, we are going to track down these five fuckers, get our book back, and beat the piss out of all of them. This is a children's and game. learn magic. They don't necessarily learn magic so much as they use it like Ghostbusters. I children's game, that's why we're going to beat everybody up. You described some of the abilities that that guy used. That's fucking magic. What? You never, you never been able to stand still enough that you turn invisible? Yeah, I've done that, but never been able to walk while I did it. Yeah, that, that's a different. His, his that, movements are his movements are so imperceptible that he's become invisible to the naked eye. Yeah, exactly. And then you need to study more to be. Do you need to be able to study more to be able to do that? Just like you need to be able to study more to be able to stop time when you jump. I don't... Sorry, slow magic. down time. Magic. It's all about math. Exactly, it's numbers. I've watched numbers. Okay, good numbers. <laughs> numbers is good, fuck you! <laughs> the, most, the most impassioned defensive numbers I've ever heard in my fucking life. I enjoyed numbers a lot. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I I kept just watching numbers and being like, that's the guy from Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Yeah. The the head elf, Bernard. Oh, Cave and your weird fucking celebrity blindness. <laughs> I mean, he's not really a celebrity. That was like, he's, he, was on, only, he was on a major, only... he was on a major network television show for like eight years. Uh, yeah, but that was like his only role was that in Santa Claus. Like his, his big his big return is that he's coming back to Santa Claus after not being in the Santa Claus three because he was doing numbers. Outstanding. Anyway, so yeah, 
the ending of Sly 1 is you fight a massive robotic owl who's kept himself alive for centuries due to, on pure hatred. He's literally the meme of that bird that stays aloft through pure anger. As but, you do. But made of metal. And so you murder him. And leave him melting in a pool of lava. You then escape, but then second game comes around and someone has stolen the parts of that robot owl. Excuse me. And you have to try to steal them back. And it honestly is kind of interesting seeing the different uses they came up with for the for the owl parts. Because it isn't until the very end that it, that is revealed that, that that like the main goal of the bad guy was to put clockwork back together and then put his brain in it so that they could be immortal. Because like the tail feathers were being used to print counterfeit currency. They were being used as uh, stamping plates to make counterfeit bills. Because the metal they were made from never eroded. Uh, there was uh, someone using the heart to, u- to use as like the center of an irrigation system for like a spice operation. Someone who used the eyes, who they were like a they're like a hypnotherapist, and you and used the eyes as part of their hypnotherapy. He had another guy who was who used like the lungs as the uh, used the lungs to fan the flames of uh, coal trains. To use use the lungs to fan the flames of war. Oh well, the lungs and the stomach, weirdly enough. And then he used the talons to cut down trees because he was a logger. Again, also in Canada. And again, it's it's the one joke. It's cold in Canada, and people in Canada say A. And also our lumberjack. I've never heard you say A. I've said A plenty of times. He's only uh, you've you've only said A when like we've joked about it. Yeah, I've only said A when I have been mockingly doing a Canadian accent, which you don't have. But that's okay. I don't have the New Jersey. I have accent. had I have had an American tell me that when I say about, I say a boot. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that was about. me. That that was that was me. Well, you you have said a boot a couple times. No, this is a separate American. Oh, okay, I'm going to be like. So, so, there are parts where you say where when you say out, you say it like a Canadian, but only sometimes. <laughs> but yeah uh, so yeah slide 2 you're getting the clockwork parked back uh, slide 3 we get deeper into the lore of Sly Cooper with you running into a member of your dad's crew and then finding out about this ancient family vault that you had to break into but someone owns the island and has covered it in like security measures and stuff and so the entire game is a is a setup to get a crew together to take on the final job of opening this fucking vault. Cause like everything is like, all right, we need, we need someone who can do underwater work. We need, we need someone with the demolitions expertise. We need someone who can do RC stuff. We need a goddamn magic person. Straight up. We, one of the people you, one of the people you recruit to your crew. I think the first person you recruit to your crew is a, Australian Aboriginal shaman who is able to transform himself into uh, various objects in his in his natural environment to hide from people and then possess people. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, shamans yeah. can do that. He also taught Murray how to uh, encase himself into a ball and bounce stories into the air, generating a energy field around him that can make him destroy metal. 
Yeah, I'm Sean not was sure what's that. weird about that. Yeah, it's also great that like that like Benley is just like, so you've been studying the dream time. You must know the Aboriginal ball form. I'm always like, hell yeah, I do, brother. (laughs) Fucking Bentley. (laughs) Bentley's great. (laughs) And Bentley's also in a wheelchair for the entirety of the third game. Because he breaks his spine in the second one. I remember that. Hmm. Yeah, and continuity. Yeah. Continuity. And then also design of like making his wheelchair be a usable thing. Like it's so it was so neat. When you try to like walk sideways with Bentley, and instead of just turning his wheelchair, he just grabs the wheels and hops. Because you That's know, cool. Because you know, wheelchair wheels can't really go sideways. Yeah, they kind of don't do that very well. Yeah, and then I think his wheelchair was also like hydraulic loaded, so he could jump, and it had like a, like rocket boosters on it, so he could double jump. Oh yeah, actually, Bentley gets a quadruple jump. Good for Ben. That's one of the upgrades you can get because, like, like in the first game, like sorry, like in the second game, third game also has pickpocketing, where you can just like steal coins and valuables from guards, and it had uh, art objects, just things in. I think it, I don't think I don't, I don't know if they had it in three, but they had it in two at least, where there were art objects, like just expensive objects, kind of laying around, where if you grabbed them and made it back to the safe house without being hurt, you could then sell them for a bunch of money. Which again used to buy upgrades for your characters, like giving Murray and Bentley, like giving Murray a one-hit kill, giving Bentley a thing that like shrinks people, giving Sly the ability to make his stealth kills be entirely silent. There's a lot of really smart upgrades. The character stuff. Uh, the emulation is a bit weird at times. Uh, I don't know if it's just the settings that I have, but I can't get the game to run like perfectly smooth. 60 FPS kind of drops when you get to like the more densely populated areas and like the open worlds. Uh, and if I play in full screen for too long, the, uh, textures start breaking and suddenly all the characters are just, uh, single color poly- polygonal dolls with no features whatsoever. I just exit full screen and then it goes back to normal. I usually just played in windowed. But yeah, the Sly Cooper games are really fucking fun. And emulation is kind of still scares me a bit. I'm worried I'm going to break something on my computer because I'm an old person. But it is a lot of fun. So yeah, that's what I got. Alex. Uh, well, I also I also played the, the Gundam game, as I told you. And I didn't have any other problems other than, you know, just it bothering me that because I'm actually familiar with Gundam, so I'm like, this is wrong. <laughs> Yeah, none of the technical issues about the game, none none of the gameplay itself. It's just, wait a minute, this doesn't it's just, this just doesn't wait a minute. I, I, this doesn't I'm conform in the to canon. I should be winning. This isn't <laughs> canon. Re- like, I, I, it's yeah. like how, how dare you shoot at me in a non-Gundam mobile suit and actually hit me? That's not how things go. <laughs> yeah, just a Zaku doesn't immediately die and you just start having a nosebleed. <laughs> did I I didn't I didn't kill it with poor animation. Where I shoot my beam gun at it and missiles come out instead. <laughs> oh man! Well, did you at least get to fly the red Zaku? Like, like, did you at least get to do that? Because I mean, uh, that's the coolest one. I played the Sazabi a couple times. I don't. I don't think the red Zaku was in the game. The fuck is wrong with them? If it if it is, I didn't I didn't notice it. 
They need to the put that shit Zaku. in the game. The regular Zaku is, but the, the only difference between the red Zaku is that Char piloted it, and therefore he didn't immediately die. Exactly. Because if he you don't get to play die. as Zar as uh, as Zar Asnabel for a little bit, then what's the fuck? Well, you no, because Char's uh, Sazabi is in instead. Except that was the one he got his ass kicked in, so that's probably not the best example. Yeah, I mean, come on. So. So yeah, other other than other than me being mildly baffled by some of the weapon choices, like you know, Gu- Gundam Exia, who has a so- has seven swords, two of which are throwable beam daggers he uses twice, and his main weapon is the beam daggers, because you know I guess it was something different. Yeah, you got to make them fancy. Otherwise, what's the point? What's and, the point? You can only you have, have yeah, you can only have so many people with laser swords. You need some of them to have laser daggers. Well, he has a physical sword too, but that's only like his his that's his, his backup uh, backup weapon. Yeah, yeah. the main oh, no. one is yeah. throwing the daggers. Oh no, my daggers are run out. I better pull out my fucking. I better pull out my fucking crusader sword or whatever the shit it's called. I mean, he only he only has two daggers that for some reason he keeps getting more of. Bad, in the show, when in the show when he threw his swords, they were gone for the rest of that fight. <laughs> unless uh, unless he like went all the way over to retrieve them add magnets there, there's that's, there's that's there's one good. fight there's one fight where he throws all his swords and then finishes it off with like a, fl- a fancy slash and then another guy shows up and he has only the one sword to fight him with because he threw all of them at the other guy <laughs> and he's like oh maybe maybe you should maybe I shouldn't have done that maybe I should, maybe I should stop throwing swords Plus, there's turn A, and turn A can't just use its immediate end the world Armageddon attack. Yeah, actually, it can. It can, but it doesn't end the world. It just causes minor damage. Yeah, turn A is weird. His like grapple ability is weird. I spent a bit of time in a like the training mode, just figuring out which ones I wanted to try playing, and I got on and I got to turn A and. I just hit the grapple button, so I just ran up to somebody, hands out, grabbed them, then launched them into the air. I was like, oh, where'd they go? They landed behind me. <laughs> That's his thing. He just kicks them He just kicks them really high, and they fall down. Which, again, is, is something in show he did, like, once or twice, but they decided to make that his entire moveset to not make it, you know, well, shooty. See, the big thing is... is- the vast majority of what Gundams do is boring as fuck. Like, honestly speaking. Yeah, isn't a lot of, like, speaking as an outsider, isn't it a lot of, I fly at them with sword and cut them and they blow up? Usually, it depends. Like, with with Iron Blood Orphans, Barbatos's whole thing is that it beats the crap out of everything. And with Iron Blood Orphans, the thing is that they're, they're actually armored enough that shooting them or hitting them with a glancing sword slash isn't enough to kill them. Like there's a thing where like they'll they'll knock it to the ground and they'll hammer it with the mace until like the pilot is completely pulp, and then they'll take the suit and fix it up and give it to somebody else, <laughs> or 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 salvage it for for parts. It's not like uh, oh no, I've taken a glancing blow. The entire thing goes up in a puff of smoke. Yeah, uh, which Iron- is what happens in Gundam Wing. Yeah, Iron Blooded Orphans is, I think, the only Gundam show that I spent any significant time. Hell, with. that happens in Gu- that happens in Gundam, man. Like in the original Gundam, he'll just shoot a motherfucker, and then they're 
their Zaku is just fucking gone. <laughs> yes, but it, it's not quite the same as Gundam Wing, where like just simply elbowing another mobile suit makes it explode, or like destroying three mobile suits because they were somewhat near the blast zone. Eh, I think the sturdiest Gundams are still G Gundam. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Actually, I don't think there's any G Gundams in the game yet. Probably because they'd be crazy overpowered. Then again, so is so is turn A is supposed to be. They're not going to be any so G it. Gundams in the game because they're racist as fuck. <laughs> what? You don't know about G Gundam? I don't know Gundam. Oh no. I want you to look up Windmill Gundam for me. Oh, it's I think just... okay, we I think we've talked about them before. Isn't it like isn't this thing where like each country has a Gundam? Hyper stereotyped Gundam. <laughs> yeah, and like and like the Netherlands Gundam is a windmill. And the Mexican Gundam like just Mexico lives in a sombrero in space. <laughs> space sombrero, baby. <laughs> Like, it's so racist, but, like, product of its time. Oh, yeah. Of. And I, so I'm, I've got up an image of a couple of them. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, wow, they literally just, they made one Gundam and then put it in different costumes. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking at the African Gundam and it's like, bruh. <laughs> oh, the African Gundam's so bad. Just, they, they intentionally designed his pauldrons to be zebra heads. We are never going to get G Gundam in anything. Yeah. I mean they could use I mean they could use the main characters Gundams because they're not too racist. <laughs> I mean the they I mean the American because I mean, then they'd be acknowledging G Gundam exists. That that is true. Apparently a big problem is that G Gundam is just not particularly popular in Japan for some reason. It's so stupid. Like, is that really confusing? Yeah, you're you're, t you're telling me you're telling me the goddamn uh, Gurren Lagan popped off, but then the fucking but then the fucking Bull Gundam that's the exact same as the goddamn Gurren Lagan robot didn't pop off. I mean, G well, G Gundam isn't popular in Japan because it's a super robot show, which means less military strategy and bang bang shooty and more raw fireballs kinds of things i just shining got, finger i just got that the mexican gundam's fucking arm things are cactuses oh my god yes. the fact that it took you that long oh my god and then i is that the fucking norse gundam in the boat uh yeah. yes that's the viking gundam it's the viking gundam okay i was like okay that's either viking or china Oh God! Oh, the, God. the funny thing about the windmill Gundam is that the the entire strategy for the windmill Gundam is it turns into a windmill. So when the challengers arrive in it's their a, country, they it's can't a stealth find it. Gundam. It's so a they can't no, fight it. So they can't fight it, which means they can't lose. Which means they get to go to the tournament by default. Yep. Because because basically because basically like the challengers just go around to other countries challenging their Gundam fighters to battles. So they just they disguised it as a windmill and had the guy hide in it for the entire tournament. Yep, it's <laughs> so good. It's so dumb. I fucking love it. And then they immediately they immediately lose, but because they at least made it to the finals, they get some clout. Yeah, I, they are they are the worst team, but they've got such a good strategy. Yeah, the Swedish Gundam is just Sailor Moon. Yep. Yeah. The Swiss Gundam is Frankenstein.
Oh, it's actually uh, just called Viking Gundam. Yep, Viking Gundam. Oh, look at the Canadian Gundam. Oh my god, there's a Canadian Gundam I forgot about. There's that. a Canadian Gundam. There's a Canadian Gundam, yeah. The goddamn better. And be. none of these are ever Oh yes, I remember him now. Oh dear God. He's a he's a he's a lumberjack who swears vengeance on the Russian guy because he thinks he killed his wife. What the he's fuck is with the world's okay. belief that all Canadians are goddamned lumberjacks? <laughs> At least we know you aren't a lumberjack, Dad. Yeah, I've never been okay. <laughs> uh, but you do work real hard some days. Okay, what the what the fuck flag uh, is that? Oh, but yeah. So we're never going to get those. Well, not the not the minor ones. I mean, we could get some of the main character ones because they aren't that we're, racist. But probably to not. acknowledge G Gundam exists would be to acknowledge G Gundam exists. I mean, the, the only reason I can see is because it's, it's made for America, and America actually likes G Gundam, sort of. Kind of. I love G Gundam. It's so dumb. Yeah. It is. It is so dumb. Okay, so that's the Indian flag. Okay. I was looking at the Cobra Gundam, and I was like, okay, what fucking country is that? Oh, I gotta reopen that tab and see what the Cobra Gundam looks like. It looks like a Cobra. <laughs> With the Ashra Gundam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just looks like a Cobra head. Oh, the Skull Gundam looks fucking disgusting. Alright, so other than Gundam, what else have you been playing, Alex? Skull? Because we could... We could talk about gun. We could talk about G Gundam for the next three hours if we probably to. Skull yeah. Gundam looks that. like Lanky Mario. <laughs> I, I, where, where, uh, what country is Skull Gundam for? Because I need to look at this. I have no earthly idea. Then just drop the image. It's the Amer. I, it's, it's the American flag, but it has a ne- ne- but it has it's a from sun Neo Malaysia. Okay, Neo Malaysia. <laughs> it's just a skull with legs. It's just a skull with legs. <laughs> it's like you, Mario. Oh, oh, we need to do a let's watch of G Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Good. So, Lord. what else have you been playing, Alex? Uh, so, thanks to James. Oh, and of course, Japan got God Gundam. Yeah, of course. Yes. They're, they're the winners. Of course. Yeah, they are the winners. Yeah. In 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 uh in the U.S. version, it's called Burning Gundam, though, because they couldn't call it God Gundam. Yeah, because that would be offensive. You know, American Gundam is Gundam Master. Yeah, it's a a surfing football player that has revolver pistols. I was gonna say where as American as they can get. I was gonna say where are his guns? Yeah, he has them. Good. I need to throw the, some. The I, need, of, I need to throw some the, of the stereotypes the of, at American now. The name. The name of the name of the American Gundam pilot is Chibity Crockett. <laughs> yep. Chibity. Chibity Crockett. That's his name. Oh, I I I am terrified to think what the goddamn Canadian pilot's name is. Uh. I think I I, I think it was. I, it was I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. You talk about your next thing. Uh, no, I'll, I'll tell you right now. It's Andrew Graham. That's actually not that bad. Oh, yeah, thank he's got God! A normal name. <laughs> thank the Lord. 
Chibity Cricket Support Crew is called the he's Chibity He's a lumberjack. Gals. Andrew Graham a, is a lumberjack. He's a lumberjack. He's a, he's a lumberjack with the... He's a the, lumberjack the, who pilots a lumberjack. The lumberjack hat and everything. From Neo-Canada. Oh, and uh, in the English language version, he was renamed to the Grizzly Gundam. Yeah. yeah. It's slightly better, but still not great. It's like it's like how uh, the Mexican Gundam is called Tequila Gundam in Japan, but in the U.S. it's called Spike Gundam. Because yep, Tequila Gundam! Because they aired it on Cartoon Network during the yeah. day. We can't let children know about tequila. No, it's 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 because one of the one of the Gundams in Gundam Wing is called Gundam Death Scythe Hell, and like parents complained <laughs> that like there was there was religious references. Oh my god! Fucking Tequila Gundam. Oh Jesus Christ! What the so, fuck were they we on? Have, yeah, what the fuck were they on when they made goddamn G Gundam? They were trying to make it look as different from the original shows as possible. Yeah, uh, they were you, just trying to be different while still fitting. G Gundam was the very first Gundam that wasn't set in the original timeline. And you gotta love this. I'm I'm just looking through characters on Wikipedia, and. There's a character, Maria Louise. And Maria Louise, named Marie Louise in English dub. The English dub changed her from Maria to Marie. Why? Because America. Fuck yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, we could. I mean, we can. We can have an entire separate podcast where we just laugh I, about G. Gundam I'm. Three hours. I'm dead serious. I think we should do a let's watch of G Gundam. <laughs> I'd be down for that. I'll see. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, thanks to James, I became aware that there is a common rider game that actually got an English translation. I am surprised is- that you learned it from James. Why? Because I always assumed just, that of the two, you were the more common rider. No, he likes common rider more than I do. Okay, I'm a I'm a super. He's sentai the Sentai guy. boy. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm currently learning about uh, uh, what's the name of the guy who grows giant? Ultraman. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning about Ultraman. I so like I'll Ultraman too. Ultraman Ultraman is 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 pretty good. Meanwhile, I'm over uh, here. Fine with my Power Rangers. I'll take my Panda Express and like it, dadgummit. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with liking it. <laughs> oh my god, Neo-Russia has a mosque Gundam. Is Russia known for... Is mosque Is mosque Judaism... Okay, there's no Neo Israel. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's foreboding. <laughs> and I think mosques are like I'm, I'm. Don't quote me on this because I'm probably wrong. I think they're like Judaism and Muslim, but I don't remember. So, like, uh, a mosque. I was called a mazij. Mazij. M a s j i d is a place of prayer for Muslims. There you go. And no, I don't think Russia is known for being Muslim. <laughs> I might be wrong. Maybe maybe it was in 1992. I don't know. 
or 94, whenever Jesus. Synagogue. Died. That's the Judaism one. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, I was raised Christian, so I know nothing of other religions. I was raised American, so I know nothing of other religions. <laughs> I was raised in New Jersey, where I was Christian, but there were a lot of Jewish people there, too. So I learned about both. I took a religion class in high school where I was taught that all religions basically the same. I went to religious high school for three weeks. I went, I went to Christian, I went to Christian primary school for eight years. Oh, okay. I love the windmill gun. So you played, uh, you played a common Rider video game. Yeah, I played a common Rider game. Thanks to, thanks to James, the, the resident common Rider uh, fan. And it's it was it's one of those things where they. I, they I trans- feel like I have to defend myself. I am a huge fan of Common Rider. James is oh, just James is a bigger up, fan of Common Rider. I was, was going to say whenever James goes on about it, and I kind of humor him. You never say anything, so I assume you just don't know much about no. it. I don't know much about the new stuff, like anything after really like Kuga and Den O. I'm kind of oh like, okay so out then, of the no one. I'm, I'm starting to then, catch up. I'm starting then to you'll have no, then you'll have no idea about any of the shows in this yeah. game because um well, I'm doing only... research on them to catch up so yeah okay, so there's only there, there's only three there's there's double O's and zero one those are the only three that are in the game I've watched double and I loved it it's okay one, one of my favorite uh common writers it's I'm, basically a, it's I'm basically get a double game double like double is basically the star like, That's because the, Double is a just one of the greatest Gundam writers of recent generations. Like uh, I love I love the hard boiled that he tries to pull. So first, you said Gundam writers. I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still on Gundam. Sorry. And second, <laughs> what's the name of this game? Uh, the name of the game is Common Writer Memory of Heroes. Heroes with a Z. Of course. That's how you spell it, right? Jesus. Is that not how you spell heroes? Uh, no, we spell it with a Z. Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, go yeah, on. So anyway, no, it's it's uh, it's mostly a double game because uh, I I'm pretty sure they knew that that anime was coming out when they made this game because coincidentally enough, uh, all of the all of the uh, characters have the same. Uh, voice actors that would go on to do the anime and also the the people that did doubles intro did a did the intro to this game uh so so everybody uh in the game has a va and not is not voiced by the original person from the show except for zero one because that was the newest that was the newest series at the time so they brought him in and he was he probably wasn't too famous to do that yet so it's a it's a different cast which is usually how it goes, because usually for uh, common writers, after after their show, they become famous and then are too difficult to get back. Usually, <laughs> sometimes, so, so yeah. I mean, sometimes sometimes that that doesn't happen, but a lot of times it does. Like the oh, the guy the guy who does one half of double is like booked for two years straight. Yeah. Um. I can't remember. Uh, oh God, what was the like? It's been so long since I watched Double. I can't remember what the deal was with like their like link. But I remember it was like actually important to the overall narrative. 
Uh, Wasn't one of them like already dead or something? <laughs> he, something like that. He he was like he was like partially absorbed into the earth, and therefore he had access to like all the knowledge of everything on earth, and that's why he can go into that mental library. His mind palace. Yeah. And then the and then the and then the other guy was just like the detective, and they He's merged. So hard fu- boiled. They 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 merged Firestorm style. Uh, I <laughs> just the idea is the way you're describing it is it's just there's a man whose mind is so powerful he can go to the mind palace and recall things, and then there's his buddy Dave. <laughs> uh, well, actually, the, the- yes and no, because without the buddy. Uh, the, the mind palace dude would do basically nothing. Yeah, he's, he's shut he's, down. He's, a he's lot. like a, yeah, he's like a, he's like a wispy, uh, like seventeen-year-old who who almost never leaves their base, <laughs> except for fusion time. And and w- and when they fuse, he just passes out, and the other guy has full control for the most part. Tight. So yeah, like, he's basically a morpher. The the other the other guy is the main character, like Shotaro. The hard-boiled detective is the actual lead of the show. The other guy is just his sidekick. Man, I would he, like I I double is a great show, common writer show for people who aren't really common writer fans. I would love a series, be it common writer, Sentai, Power Rangers, fucking whatevs, where it's a team of ten, but it's a team of five Rangers, because five of the team members are just morphers. That would be awesome. Oh man. Yeah, and just the dynamic that would come out come out of that. The dynamics between them, the dynamics between like the team of Rangers v Morphers, the team the dynamics between just everyone themselves. <laughs> It'll be so neat. They'll never do it, but I want them to do it. Hit us up, Toei. Yeah. Hire the hire us dumbasses to write your shit for you. No, just to come up with stupid ideas for you to try. Yeah, and then we'll go to I New mean, Zealand. I mean, you're doing the for- Don Brothers right now. Yeah. And then we'll go to New Zealand to do it for Americans. Yeah, that probably. Uh, well, Fuck they a lot of you. They, like they, they might decide they don't like that idea. Oh no, it'd be. I mean, they they have to pay too many people. I mean, they didn't want. They didn't want to. No, I mean, I mean, for Power Rangers, like. Yeah, no, they that, decided. That, they that's what I'm saying. They decided they didn't want to do the trains because Americans don't like trains. We love trains. They, they didn't want. They didn't want to do Loop, Lupin, Lupin versus Pat Ranger because cops are bad now. Yeah, I mean that one's fair. Uh, yeah, but like they didn't want to do. They didn't want to do the animal one because they thought that everything looked too blocky and wouldn't sell. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, for an American studio wouldn't want to do the 10 person team because then we, because then when they introduced the sixth and seventh and eighth Rangers, then it's just, then instead of adding one person to the cast, they're adding two people per person. And that would just All drive, right. that would just now, drive production before, costs. Before we talk more about power Rangers, tell us about that common Rider game. You've been playing. Yes. What yeah. is it? Uh, it's, it's, uh, basically, uh, double is investigating something and he gets, Pulled into this mysterious factory place where uh, it turns out some of his old enemies have been mysteriously revived. Ooh, mysterious! Because, oh my god! Because yes, because the evil, the evil um, villain of this game, who is a guy named Zeus, who is voiced by Dio's VA, Conor <laughs> <laughs> Dio, and and basically. 
and basically just uh, he he just he basically just kind of appears in this floating chair. Like if if you if you ever if you ever if you remember how Hades looked in Final Fantasy IX, and I'm pretty sure neither of you do. Nope. But like he's just he's just in this floating stone chair and never gets out of it, even when he's fighting you. Tight. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. So every once in a while, you're like he's he's like, man, I, I wonder what Zeus is doing, and then Zeus just like appears in his <laughs> yeah. in his floating chair right next to him, and then says ominous things, and then teleports away. Just pops in. Mm. What's up, nerds? Metron ain't got shit on me. Suck my dick. I'm Basically. being evil. <laughs> Basically, he's well. No, he he wants to he wants to like make he wants to become immortal by like conquering death, and that's why all of these dead characters are back to life because it was part of his immort- immortality experiments. I mean, yeah, if you're going <laughs> to try and become immortal, you bring back the dead. To make At the sure very least, be, they make... might be able to tell you something, unlike our dead who just tells us to fuck off. Hey, I tell I. Well, he was, I'm no, the only he, one to bring Zeus to, to the show, Dagummit. He was trying. He was trying to perfect the process by reviving the dead. I feel like bringing the dead himself. back to life and having them not die in the first place are two very different things. Yeah, if they're already dead, nobody's going to complain when you kill them. Yeah. Yeah, but like, there's People a difference when they're killed. Dead. There's a difference between there is a difference between building a car and servicing a car. You're not wrong. So it's the same kind of thing of like, hey, cool. I brought the dead back to life. Can they die again? What do you mean? That's that's the entire point. I'm trying to be immortal. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing for you on that one. Well, they can die again because you kill you spend the entire game re-killing all of them. But, uh, you know, trying. So is it just only villains that got brought back to life? Uh, no, actually, uh, so Oz's, uh, spoiler, his, his sidekick slash buddy who dies at the end of his series, uh, also comes back. Do you get to murder him? No, but he dies at the end anyway. All right. Makes it easy. Once the, and also, and also, and also because it has to be, it has to be in continuity with other stuff where he's still dead. Yeah, obviously. Because this game is actually in continuity with like the common writer plot lines and all of the various team ups I've had throughout the last decade, because when double and O's run into each other, they know each other. They're like, Oh, double O's. Hey, what's up? Haven't seen you since that thing last time. So it's only in continuity with decade. Uh, yeah, that's decade doesn't show up. Thankfully, because if <laughs> he did, people would be angry. Why would people be angry? Because everyone everyone blames Decade for everything. <laughs> because he's evil. <laughs> like he I, didn't say pl- I didn't say players. I meant in-universe. Nobody likes Decade. Yes, because he's a villain. Is he? Was that a, is, is he a villain, like, really? Or is it just he is so shitty that he, that he, makes, he makes things easier for evil people? He became Decade to conquer the universe. Ah, okay. Like, he eventually decides that's a bad thing after he's already done it. (laughs) I've taken over the universe. But now I'm just bored. I've made a terrible mistake. Well, he, like, gets dethroned or some shit. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I watched Decade. I don't don't remember Decade. And Decade was cut short, too, because they decided... uh, They decided they wanted Kamen Rider to start in October instead of 
when exactly when Sentai starts, which is in February slash March. Because they're they're because they didn't want them to compete with each other in sales too much. Mm, makes sense. Okay, I am reading the I'm plot. Gonna... I am reading the plot synopsis of Decade. Keep talking. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So it's it's uh. So there there was a game they had that for the PS2 that I played like a long time ago called uh, Space Sheriff Spirits. Which was the Space Sheriff Metal Heroes show, like Gavin and Charvan and Scheider, those three. Yeah, started watching Gavin. That is, like, I like that show. It's a tri- it's a trip. That's 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 just what that's just what uh, Tokusatsu shows were back then. They had weird, trippy stuff to make up for the fact that their special effects were kind of limited. His girlfriend's a parrot. His girl, yes, his girlfriend is a parrot, and he's half parrot. Yes, he is. Is that a sequel to Hot Oval Boyfriend? Nope. It's a prequel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's Hot Oval Boyfriend Guy Dan. No, it's Hot Hot Oval Boyfriend Zero. Come on. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah, you get... You got, you got to explain how the one how the one bird got the eye patch in the head and then show another evil bird from later in the series as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. <laughs> so. So anyway, this 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 game was your basic, you know, beat em up. And then, like, you transform and beat, beat more guys up. But uh, all three characters more or less play the same because the metal heroes weren't really that fancy. Like, they had gun, they had gun, they had sword. That was it. Gun, sword, all you need. Good enough for Gundam, good enough for common. They, 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 they had a gun, they had a sword, and they punched people. And their finishing blow was just slashing real hard with the sword, and that is what they used for the entire show. Did any of them get a guitar? <laughs> no, that was... That was Sentai uh, Amor. That was the one that got turned into a- Ninja Storm. There was though there there was another guy with the guitar, but he was neither Sentai nor Common Rider nor any of those. He was no. That, oh, sorry. Was old. There there was another guy who also got a guitar in Sentai, which was turned into Ninja Steel. Yeah, I, I know. Who you, I know who you're talking about, but like, they, they also had a guy with a guitar back in that day too. And just in some other Tokusatsu one, show. Yeah, he was he was he was one of those off-brand Tokusatsu shows that wasn't part of any of the major franchises. I am Guitaru Man. Show gets canceled immediately. Uh, no, his name his name was Zubat, <laughs> which was about fifteen years before Pokemon. So obviously, Zubat is a reference. Hell yeah, brother! Yes. <clears throat> everything's a Tokusatsu reference, just like everything's a Berserk reference. Oh uh, God! He was, and he was basically a cowboy walking around Japan so, for some reason. How does the game play? To get how back on topic, play? all right, so. So I said, so it, it plays like Space uh, space uh, Sheriff Spirits, except... Are there any American lot... games that it plays like? Yeah, are or there any games people would know that it plays like? Any games America. people would go? Uh, I guess kind of like Dynasty Warriors, except not really. I mean, it's your, it's your basic, basic beat-em-up, but you play as common Riders, and because you play as common Riders, uh, they can change form. Yeah, looking Which means, looking at the looking at the very limited uh, gameplay stuff that I saw of it, like as I was just researching stuff, 
it honestly kind of looks like a. It kind of looks like a worse Yakuza. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that could be a, it's like a worse Yakuza. I've never played Yakuza, so yeah, it's it's like it's like instance beat 'em ups where you're like running around a, where you're running around like a world, and then enemies will like block off an area where it's like it's like boom, enemies are down. Now wall is up, and then you just have to beat them before you can leave. Yeah, that's that's actually how it goes. Yeah. It's it's a modern beat 'em up. It's a mo- it's a modern beat 'em up where there's a there's a huge uh, area, but you can't explore it while you're fighting because the game is not complicated enough to process that well. Uh, but you can still you can still rack up some impressive combos because uh, well, double at least has almost all of his forms because double's thing is that uh, the one the one guy has three plot device thingies. They're called Gaia memories, but that's not going to mean anything to you. Uh, they're the morpher of the, the series. Like they're and they also make the monsters. Yeah, they're 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 like USB drives, and if you plug, they're it not into like yourself, USB drives. They are USB. Okay, drives yeah. because they're USB when they were dri- sold in the world. They were made as USB. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're 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 basically they're USB drives. If you plug it into your bare skin, you turn into a monster. If you plug it into a morpher, you turn into a common rider. Yeah, and uh, like like if you can maintain control, you're like super powerful. Yes. And uh, and a uh, double one half of double had three, and the other half of double had three, and they mixed and matched themselves into nine various combinations. Because math uh, is fun. So hey, yeah. uh, Kaiketsu Zubat is on YouTube from Toei. Yes, it is. All of it. Uh, I think just. I think I think just two episodes. Because uh, yeah. they do that. They've done that with like everything, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just. 1970s Japan, and there's just some dude dressed like a cowboy. Just like a cowboy who walks around, and his and his his thing is that he has to, his suit can only maintain itself for three minutes, and then he explodes. Desperado. Oh, <laughs> and so so you play you play as double for a while, and then you run into O's. And then O's joins your party, and by that I mean the game. The game, while theoretically you can switch between them, the game likes to force you to play as a certain character a lot. Yay! And it's usually, and it's, and it's usually O's, and I don't like that because I don't like O's. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't like the series, or you don't like the character. I don't like the character. I don't like the series, and I don't like his designs. Porque no los dos. So I don't, I don't like I don't like anything about O's. So so when the game is like, hey, it's time to play as O's because O's is, like, for like Ur. for example, O's is the only character that can swim. <laughs> what? Because O's is the only O's is the only character that can swim because he has a form that's like a shark. <laughs> so we all know it's impossible to swim if you don't have fish. If you're not fish, if you are if you are not fish, you cannot swim. Yes. You should have just called Deno. Yeah, no, Deno is not in the game. Yeah, that's because he's the best. I, I'm I'm surprised Deno isn't in the game because you know Deno's whole thing is that he's played by suit characters most of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Who, which is why Deno comes back all the time because it's relatively easy to get one of the voice actors to do the suit character and transform into Deno than it is to get that actual guy back. Spe- speaking of actual guys, uh, because. 
because of you know actor likeness rights and everything, uh, you never actually see their faces when they detransform. Oh fuck that! Uh, O's is always shown from behind, and Double always has his face shadowed by his hat. <laughs> Fucking horse shit! Hell yeah, baby! I love that shit because because yes, because otherwise they'd have to make a a CG model of the actor, and they didn't want to do that. Yeah, we can't pay them for likeness rights, so fuck them. And then you and then you run into zero one and zero one is basically just there because he was the most recent show at the time and they wanted to show him off because he doesn't really have much even though he's played by the actual actor he doesn't really have much relevance in the game you just kind of run into him and you're like who are you and he's like I'm Common Rider zero one and they're like we've never heard of you I'm the new because hotness. they have because they no, haven't had not. a team up with him yet it's like it's like maybe it was too much for you but your kids will love it. <laughs> Basically. I actually need to watch Zero One because I haven't. I, I like I like Zero One, so I was happy when Zero One showed up. But uh, it, the, it, no, nothing nothing with Zero One has to do with his plot. I mean Zeus's plot, like Zeus's plot, extensively mm-hmm. involves like the backstories of Double and O's, and then Zero One is just there. How um, this is going to be a this is going to be I don't know Power Rangers reference because this is what I have to contribute to the conversation. How much of it is like the ending of Forever Red, where it is just, where it is just, we have this entire other plot going on with all these other important characters that people love, and they get to the end, and it's, and it's oh god, a world-ending threat, don't worry, the new guy will save us, with the new thing you can ride, which is available now at your local Target. Uh, no, it's not like that at all. Alrighty. In fact, Zero One is, Zero One, uh, so Double has, Double has all nine of his forms, plus his ultimate one, which is different from the... And O's has, I think, most of his forms that aren't like the ones that he only used in like one episode. And then Zero One has like twenty forms in his show, and in the game he he can only use five of them. Sick. Which is basically just the the really important ones that he gets in plot moments, and the one that can fly for some reason. And you need someone who can fly, I guess. Whatever. Which is weird. Which is weird because the 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 flying form is something that like he uses for two episodes and then it gets stolen by another character for the entire rest of the show. <laughs> so that being one of the few limited forms he uses was odd, but okay. Oh wow! I it is just sounding more like a Godzilla vs Kong thing where it is like it was like, hey, we need all these people in this thing. Okay, you're gonna suck. Everyone else, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, kind of. No, he was he was he was just there because they wanted to make it relevant to the new. Like, yeah, um, they want they wanted to force the canonicity by going like, "Hey, look at the new thing that's out there. Don't you want to watch the new thing?" Yeah, and also because Zero One was very popular at the time because it actually had some pretty good design. I like Zero One. I didn't like I didn't like the final arc because the COVID made them rewrite it, but. The follow-up movie made it worth it, and I think Zero One's designs are really nice. So, but the thing is, yeah, he's the he's the only character there. Like the double supporting cast shows up, sort of. Like the the one girl constantly calls him on the phone to bother him. Sick. About stupid stuff, and uh, and the the second writer, common writer Axel, also shows up, and he's he's also one of the playable characters. And Oz's secondary writer shows up, and none of the other writers from Zero One show up. It's just him. 
it's just him and his robot girl that that he t- he talks to occasionally on his headpiece, but you never hear her side of the conversation. The best kind of companion character. So, yeah, so he's just he's just like, oh, Iz says this. Oh, gotta gotta love that. <laughs> just gotta love that shit. Oh man, you know because I guess they couldn't bring her in, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to recast her with the VA when the actual guy from the show was doing it. As you do, I guess. I guess, especially since she ends, she ended up being one of the most prominent characters from the show somehow. Because he he got really famous and more or less stopped appearing, barring minor cameos. So the last like major zero one appearance, it was just her. Which is, you know, nice because everyone likes his. But anyway, uh, so that's basically, you know, Zero One is just there. He's he's a really good character. He's like, if if you know how to how to use the battle system, he's probably the best character. But you don't get to use him all that much because usually they force you to play as one of the other characters. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Here's is the new like, Can I play as him? No. Is there like a new game plus where you can choose your character? Because some games yes, will do yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, there is. There's a, there's a new game plus that has an extreme mode, and it also gives you all the formers right away. I don't know if it lets you like play the characters before you unlock them in the story. And I I assume the character select force places it doesn't change because that's kind of required. Like in the swimming sections, you can only play as O's because he's the only one that can swim. Yeah, but in other sections, it'd be a lot funnier if you didn't. Yeah. It would be a lot funnier. It would be a lot funnier yeah. if you weren't forced to do that. We, yeah, you just get into the new game plus, and then, and then it just turns. All right, I'm into, gonna go do the swimming section. Yeah, it, as double Joker. Yeah, it just it just turns into like the Mario the Lost levels, where just if you do not do it right exactly right when you do it, you're just fucked. Basically, it's like I didn't change. So, I didn't change over to O's by the time we got to the swimming section. I'm stuck, and I gotta restart the game. Fuck. No. There, there are actually points where the game prompts you to automatically select one of the other characters if you're not playing as them for bonus experience. Which is, but you don't have to do it, but you probably should because bonus experience. But a, a lot of the, so uh, when you when you start the game, uh, you have to you have to slowly recollect everyone's form. So as double, you you start off playing as the form double takes, where only one of the guys is in it. Oh, that's his worst form. Yes, it is. And there are points where the game prompts you to switch back to that form. Why? Because bonus experience, I guess. I don't give a fuck <laughs> about bonus experience. I don't want to play as the worst double. There, there, there's Single. also there's, there's also a part and there's also a part in the story where Philip goes away to look at stuff, so he's stuck using the only the single form. Wait, and it's well, terrible. Can't, can't, can't he use like the other drives in single? Because he no. can do that in the series. It's in single form, he can only use the one that the the one uh, Joker form because God, that fucking sucks. I think that I think that's the, I think that's the only one the series really used. That's the one it used the most, but he did use other forms in single. I'm pretty sure. You know, because I mean, in theory, he should be able to use all three of him to have a full form, but no, he only he only gets the one. It's the worst one. So the. The parts where you have to play as as that form alone kind of suck because he can't transform into anything else. And one of the game's combo systems involves around switching to another form to use a special attack that you can that it will only use if you switch to it in the middle of battle. So he can't do any of that. 
Tight. And he has no weapon. He just punches. And his finisher is just the basic Kamen Rider jump into the sky and kick down. As opposed to the other finishers, which is a, which are a lot more flashy. Uh, the it's called just so you know, Dad. It's called the Rider Kick. It, pretty much every common rider does it. I don't think there's a common rider that doesn't have a Rider Kick, even if some of them are kind of weird, and even if some of them only ever use them like once because they had to. Yeah, it's contractually gotta automated. Gotta have a Rider Kick. Gotta have a Rider Kick somewhere. Basically. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anything else to say about this, or should we uh, can, should we move on from the Common Rider cast? I guess we I guess we can move on from the Common Rider cast. Uh, on to I the Pancake of, cast. I, I had a lot of I I, I want to say I'm, I make it sound like I'm not really appreciating the game, but I did enjoy it. But I suppose if you didn't know or like anything about Common Rider, you'd probably find it boring. Yeah, like I I was very quiet throughout all that just because I had nothing to contribute because I know nothing of Common Rider, and this seems like it is very yeah. much a thing of. If you do not have at least this level of understanding, this ride is not for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of is. Do you do you want to run around beating people up as a common rider? Then that's the game you play. James would enjoy it. Yeah, and probably not stop talking about it until like we made him shut up. Probably, yeah, by muting was, him in the Discord. Another thing, I, oh, the one one final thing about the game is that it is, it is pretty short. Like I think it, it clocked like a couple hours. Which I mean, I, I maybe the, maybe it's because I'm used to like playing RPGs that take days to finish. But I was like, oh, the game's over already. Yeah, beat 'em ups. How unless... much did you pay for it? Uh, fifty bucks. <laughs> well, I had to import. I I had to import it because, like I, like I said, it's it's one of those things where they gave it an English translation uh, to sell in Southeast Asia, but didn't actually release it in the U.S. So I had to buy it from somebody in Southeast Asia have it shipped here yeah it was released in uh japan taiwan hong kong uh korea south korea and then southeast asia because that's how they that's how they get around restrictions for stuff they can't release in the west they just release it in southeast asia for the english speakers there and like well if they want it they'll import it and that's what i did so they won they won this round you win this time bandai namco you win this time bandai namco I'll get you next time, video game. Next time. Next time. Yeah, I cannot do that. <laughs> it well, will really not good. accept it. Yeah, it hurts. Like, even doing the voice I did hurt my throat. <laughs> I really need to do some vocal stretches. We are not voice actors. I could be, if someone wants to hire me. Anyway, so I guess it's my that turn. Can, that can be the next project, but yes, it's, it's it's your turn. The next project is us trying to brute force cave into being cast in something. Yes. <laughs> James already tried to get me to do that with him in the new Power Rangers season. It's not working. All right, so I've really only, like, I could talk about, I'll talk about my challenge playthrough. Uh, so I just recently got a new computer. So the first thing I did was boot up The Sims 4 and see how well it ran at max settings and it ran reasonably well. Like I turned everything down because it like reasonably well for me is, Hey, I'm getting like 25 frames a second. And yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to run it at 60. <laughs> it says something about cave as a PC gamer that his go-to benchmark game is the Sims four. <laughs> uh, it's the, it's the benchmark game that I already own. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
<laughs> um, I could probably have tried booting up Vermintide. I didn't feel like downloading Vermintide for two days. <laughs> the other thing is that Cave's internet is powered by a hamster. <laughs> it's not as bad as some of my friends. But yes, my internet has issues sometimes. Um, sometimes yeah. it, it craps out and he has to tell the hamster to run faster. Yeah. It also should help that the hamster is sometimes underwater. <sighs> yeah, that's the worst part. Um, so like, I, I boot up The Sims and of course there's a new pack that I don't own yet. So I got to buy that. It's a uh, high school life or whatever it is. And... I immediately build a sim family and like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start by playing as a small child and I'm going to control that small child and leave the adults to their own devices after I get them a job. Uh, we're going to move into a shithole apartment and that's that. So we move into like the worst apartment. I get the, both the parents jobs and then I go about like taking care of my kid and almost immediately I realize they're not making enough money to keep us in housing. <laughs> so I then have to take control of the adults for a little while just to get their skills up enough to where they'll, you know, get promotions. And then they stop going to work. Hell yeah, baby. So I've got to fucking take over their, like, like, I've got to take control of them to make them go to work. But thankfully, that's really all I have to do. I just send them off to work and then leave my kid Sim doing what he will do. You know, going to class as a toddler. And then finally I get into high school and my game is glitched. <laughs> no matter how long I have him with perfect attendance, doing perfectly well in classes, etc., etc., he won't get above a C average. I look online, no mention of this problem. It's a relatively new pack, so I assume that like other people just haven't been complaining about it yet, or it's a me-only problem. So yeah, like you sound like such an angry parent. Yeah, I I do not know how the Sims work, but it could just be that he has shit luck on his dice rolls. It could be. Yeah, it, it, it could, could be that I have. Yeah, it could. That it I could be that shit luck. It could be just that like. Like, all the luck you get from, like, all right, I need to beat this check. I didn't roll that great. Does a 35 make it? <laughs> that gets transferred into The Sims. The Sims is your Dorian Gray painting where all your dice luck goes. <laughs> well, you say that, but then I randomly rolled to get an immortality spell book. And when you learn a potion, you get a free copy of that potion. So now my Sim can't die of old age. Okay, so the high school pack is where it goes to die. <laughs> Yes, the high school pack is where it goes to die. Yeah, just just, um, just as you get in there more and more into the high school pack, just all of a sudden, everything that is a dice roll just keeps failing for you over and over and over again, no matter what you do. And it is until you it is until you pick up your dice and put them into the Sims that like the, the like the pack just starts decaying. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That sounds about right to me. Um, yeah, they were they were just developing it, and then they're like, yeah, test it out like on this computer and. I don't know why, but it just kept fucking up. Like, everything kept failing. Not the, not the game, but just, like, the rolls in it and stuff. And I was like, oh, weird. Anyway, ship it. We'll patch it. <laughs> yeah. We'll patch it a couple weeks later. Um, so, like the, like, the challenge for this is I'm trying to take this child 
all the way up to adulthood without really controlling the parents, which means I'm not making them cook for him. <laughs> so this Sim is almost constantly starving this sim is and a- eating whatever he can have as a quick meal until he's a teenager. So like, it is very frustrating to try and like keep him fed and happy and healthy. This Sim is a child of neglect, baby. Absolutely, because the parents are fucking useless. Unless they're trying to have more children. Because <laughs> every time I turned around, the mother was pregnant again. Hell yeah. When when, when did they release the Irish Catholic patch? <laughs> I, like, this Sim ended up with, like, six siblings by the time I, like, at where I am now, which is him being a young adult living on his own. So... I get out of high school, like, eventually, like, I cheat. I just fucking cheated it, because I was like, he deserves an A, I'm going to get him the A average, and then I'm just going to, like, the challenge is going to be maintaining the A average, because fuck this shit, I'm tired of these dice rolls, I get my A average, graduate valedictorian, go to college, get no scholarships. Why would you? Because I'm the fucking valedictorian, but, um... Eh, they they save scholarships for poor people now. And, like, when I randomly generated his mother, his mother was a witch, so he's got magic. <laughs> of course. So I just, like, I just was like, yeah, you can teleport everywhere. Fuck it. And that got him to be a master wizard. Like, teleporting everywhere got him to be ma- a master wizard. <laughs> like, I, like, I was actively training him until I got transportulate. And then I was like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say transportulate? That's the name of the spell in The Sims. Jesus Christ. Transportulate. These fucking people. Or transportulate or something like that. It's it's so dumb. <laughs> um, but like, so I send him to college and I turn around. I like, I go to the bathroom. I come back and my Sim's in bed with someone because I didn't pause the game. And I'm like, okay, good for you, horn dog. And when they come out of the bed, it says roommate's girlfriend over her head. My silly, my sim, while I had stepped away, slept with and got pregnant my roommate's girlfriend. You keep Because switching. the next time I saw her, she was pregnant. You keep switching between my sim and my, so it's getting very confusing. Yeah. Where it's, where it's like your sometimes sim you is, sound like you're complaining about your own life, and sometimes you sound like an angry god. Yeah, like 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 when like when you started out, it was like so. I sent the parents to work, and I had I went to raising my child. <laughs> well, yeah, but when he was a child, he was different. When like, now that he's grown up, he's mine. He's my sim because it's like it, it's 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 a mental thing. Don't the worry next about sentence it. after you said raising my child, you said my sim child. <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm I'm difficult and weird. Accept it. You're my friend. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so 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 your sim came out of the computer and impregnated your roommate's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and I'm just like, okay, you now have a kid floating around because I'm not raising this thing. <laughs> You're way too young for dealing with that. Hell yeah, neglect continues, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, the next time I saw her, like. That's that's the sim that that uh, that my sim Morio, I'll, I'll use his name Morio, had gotten pregnant. As like is like like full on pregnant. That's how I found out she was pregnant. I didn't get an alert or anything. I probably did get an alert while I was away from the computer. I'm sorry, Morio. Yeah, 
Did you randomly generate that name or pick it yourself? Randomly generated. Okay. Because it was e- cause even odds there. <laughs> I do love me some uh, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But no, that was random chance. <laughs> um, so then I like, I'm I like I have it like as soon as he graduates college, I have a Marius high school sweetheart, who will not have sex with him. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, lady. This sim needs to have children because I want to have like future generations to take care of. So divorce. Meanwhile. His child is in the corner just being like, Father, feed me. <laughs> and God keeps telling you, no, leave the child to die. Leave, leave, leave the child. The child is the child is expendable. The child is not the child is not your generation. The child um, is an abomination. I immediately divorce her and she decides she wants to remain best friends. <laughs> what, the f- <coughs> what the fuck I is this have- life, man? <laughs> It's The Sims, man. Whenever I hear anyone describe The Sims, it sounds like some kind of deconstructionist existential horror film. Sounds about right. Uh, but then Morio goes out on the town because like, he needs to meet people to try and get a new girlfriend. Because um, like, he has a job, but like all of his co-workers are male and criminals because his job is being a criminal because that was the random aspiration he got. It's like, he wanted to be a criminal. So the okay, random aspiration is like, well, yeah, I'll be a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I feel like crimes is my, is my bag. Um, and I met an athlete. Now there, there's something that I should explain that makes this interesting. You see, Morio's dad is an athlete, a star athlete. In fact, and apparently he'd had a crush on this girl for a while. Morio short, or his dad? Morio's dad had a crush on this girl for a while. That's illegal. And, she, and short well, she was an she was a young adult. Like, I don't know like how long Morio's dad had known this girl. I it still feels weird to be Yeah, it's weird. To be going after someone who your dad was into. Yeah. Uh, she's a young adult and so is Morio, which means she was about his age. Okay, um, so when so Mario's dad used to have a thing with her was, and this girl is around Mario's age. So was that so? When you say used to, did you mean like last week? Probably while Mario was in college. So yeah, last week. Okay, because being in college takes like three weeks in the sense. Because when you because when because when I hear the phrase "used to be into," I'm thinking years ago. So when well, Mo- it only it only ended after uh, she married Mario and told him to back the fuck off. Is this the, so we hang out outside of these recordings. Is this when you were talking about how your dad kept impregnating your girlfriend? Kept trying to get with my girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is what I was talking about. Okay. Morio's dad kept trying to flirt up Morio's girlfriend, whose name escapes me because she's not an important sim. She's not Morio, so it doesn't matter. Just like Morio's <laughs> dad, Morio's mom, Morio's siblings. None of them matter. Yeah. <laughs> They're just other Sims in the world. Yeah. Everything exists within within the orbit of Morio. Exactly. Outside- this is the kind of treatment a populist takes, where they eventually turn on you as like 
vengeful, angry god. Oh yeah, Sims Sims fucking seven comes out or whatever, and that's the beginning of the apocalypse. This this is this this, this is this is like there's they're they're sitting there like like why is our life so unf- we we must we must rise up and take out the evil god caveman. Shortly after Morio gets married, I asked my wife, "Hey, could you construct a mansion for me?" And that's where we've been stuck. Because my wife is really good at building stuff in The Sims, I suck at it. Minecraft is where I built stuff. Um, to be clear, my real life wife. Okay, thank you. I was getting confused there for a second. No, my real life wife uh, built me a, is like just finished building me a mansion in The Sims, and it's amazing. And like they basically like got married, moved out of their apartment to an empty lot, and then a mansion appeared. <laughs> and then I tore it down because it was my I built that mansion and it was terrible. So then another mansion <laughs> appears that's way better. I need to run a Sims called Cthulhu game. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd play the fuck out of that. Just like the most nightmarish fucking scenarios. Flodnarb. You'd talk people. You'd talk like whatever. You'd talk like English or whatever. And then I'd have all the fucking Sim characters. Then I'd have have all the fucking like human characters playing the Sims. There'd be a booming voice you just hear go. Grabbling. <laughs> just just <sighs> resonating out as like the world just all of a sudden warps. I need to maybe a sanity check. <laughs> just oh. just just describing the pain of being disassembled as they uninstall the game. But while I was waiting for my wife, my real world wife, to finish building me a um a Sims mansion. I decided to play some Minecraft again because I fucking love Minecraft. Uh, and I started building, like, I, th- whenever I play Minecraft, I just kind of go at it. Like, I don't put special rules in. I just, I put it on hard mode because I can actually handle the combat. I play on survival because if you're playing on creative, then you're just playing with Legos. And for me, part of the fun of The Sims is actually maintaining my survival. Um... And, like, I start, like, you've heard me complaining about this. Like, I I find a village, and I start exploring, and there's an iron golem who I nickname Hank, because just it's the first name that came to me, and, like, he likes wandering the fuck off instead of doing his job protecting the villagers. And, like, Hank's the only thing in that village that I actually care about. <laughs> like the villagers can go fuck themselves because <laughs> they're all loud, annoying, and like are never where I want them to be. So, of course, since I'm playing The Sims, I cross over the bridge and I start playing, uh, I start building another village. And because of that, these villagers decide, hey, we can have kids and send them over to the other side of the bridge. To which I say, Fuck no. <laughs> so I kind of kill a few villagers. Of course you do. Just just a couple. Um, and that gets the villagers angry at me. That gets Hank trying to kill me. But why? 
because I I killed a few villagers. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So. <clears throat> mm. Villagers. So, then villagers infected with the black lung. I let Hank kill me because I'm not going to kill Hank. I care about Hank. And then I go back to my work on the other side after just widening the gap between the two villagers so that those villagers will not come to my side of the bridge. Because fuck those guys. <laughs> Getting so mad that I killed so many people. Um, and then luck would have it, I managed to catch a zombie villager. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save this guy. I'm going to save this zombie villager and they're going to be the first member of my new village. Because fuck that village. Hobbiton is where it's at because I'm building Hobbiton. Um, and I name, I give him a name tag so he doesn't despawn. And I name him Anders. And I start building a narrative now in Hobbiton. You see, I've got two farms going right next to each other. So this villager hates the other guy. Because they're competing farmers who farm in different styles and each one thinks the other one's an idiot. So, quick question. Yeah? Aren't either of these farms any of the horror shows you've described to me about your farms? What do you mean? You've described a couple of automatic farms that you have, which no, are... No, none of these None of these are nightmares. Okay. <laughs> these are legitimate farms. <laughs> okay. Because some of the situations where you've set up these horrible machines... <laughs> These machines of meat and suffering. <laughs> Sometimes I worry about you. <laughs> it's efficiency, Dad. It's efficiency. And yet watching a woman getting a spike through her head is too much. Have you seen the characters in Minecraft? Yeah, it's pixels. They don't look real enough to care. <laughs> but, they, but they look, but they are real enough for you to concoct two elaborate backstories that have no place in the actual oh, uh, narrative. There, there, there are far more. Okay, so this first villager is Anders. <sighs> and the worst part about Anders is the fact that he loves potatoes, which Morton grows. Does he actually like potatoes? Yes, he buys them in bulk from me. Okay. Does he and actually like potatoes, or did you force it onto him? With the Morton dark God? loves beets. Because beets were the first thing that he sold. And guess what Anders grows? Cabbage. Beets. He grows beets. Ah, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so they both desperately want the other's crop, but hate each, other, hate each other's guts. And I will see them just standing in the middle of the road, glaring each other down <clears throat> all the fucking time. It's hilarious. And I personally hate Anders because when I first put him there, <laughs> he decided he wanted to be anything but a farmer. He was like, I'm going to be a fisherman. Take away all the barrels. I'm going to be a leather worker. Take away the uh, dye job thingy. I'm going to be a butcher, I think was the next one. So I have to take away the, uh, the smoker. And then finally, I'm going to be a farmer. Fine a fucking Lee, Anders. You're a farmer. Good for you. Oh, he was so frustrating to deal with. I almost killed him. Yeah, you're def I, you're you're definitely a, an ang angry god. I am a very angry god. It's not, it's not even an angry god. He is a, against you for sure. It's not even angry. He is a malevolent god, <laughs> abusive god. I hey hey hey. They're alive, thanks to me. They would have been zombies if I hadn't done something. Yeah, but you know what? They also wouldn't be. 
being forced into whatever role the god deems worthy. Yeah. Yeah. But they give me emeralds, so we're cool. <laughs> they no, actually give me a discount on emeralds because no, they no, love me. That's not cool. <laughs> they love me, man. That's why they give me a discount. Do they love you? Or have you just told yourself they love you so that you don't have to recognize that they fear you? <laughs> I brought them back from the undead. They love me. Yeah, just like just like I'm sure the people in the cage loved Am. <laughs> oh. But then I I like I was like I need a fisher person because I'm doing a lot of fishing and I need someone to sell my excess fish to. Oh, if only let Anders become a fisherman. <laughs> eh. <laughs> so that's when I got Mary, the fisherwoman, uh, who is the best behaved villager, but has the worst trades. When, so when you say best behaved villagers, that mean you only had to remove three careers from her path to make her be a fisherman instead of four? No, I mean, like, she actively goes and does her job, whereas the other two just glare at each other in the road constantly. Well, yeah, because you force them apart. <laughs> they probably want to fuck, but yeah, they can't because fucking caveman god is just there watching them and they have to maintain the charade. I don't control their personalities. And in all honesty, they're probably like trading food with each other. Because they grow the food the other one wants, so they're probably actually trading food. Yeah, this is but, that Twilight Zone episode where everyone was too scared to say anything in front of the child, or they get sent into the cornfield. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Then I built another hobbit house for me to live in. Also, the cornfield was death. And then I built the largest hobbit house in the village, which belongs to the apiarist and potion brewer, who I have yet to catch a zombie for, but I will. I will catch a uh, zombie villager to put in that house. And yeah, that's Minecraft. Moving on to a game that people might actually care about. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Quarry. Uh, so I have a longstanding like, like, love of the games by... Um, Supermassive. Yeah, Supermassive. Um, I, loved, I loved Until Dawn. I loved... Um, Man of Medan. I didn't really like From Ashes. House of Ashes. Dead, yeah, House of Ashes. I didn't like that one, but that's because it was the kind of horror movie I don't like. Um, and the horror movie is so... F- uh, so the horror <laughs> <quarter> movie? <laughs> the Quarry is so far playing out like one of my most favorite uh, slasher uh, horror movies, which is the Teen Camp Slasher. So far, I haven't managed to kill anyone. But, uh, like, I'm going through it, and I'm on act, I think, four right now. Uh, Which is, we finally gotten into monsters are showing up, and, like, deadly danger is out there. Uh, And I think I've recruited some allies. So, fingers crossed, like, I'm going to be able to get there. But, like most teen horror movies... Most of the teens are annoying, useless shits. Yep. Which, all right, horror movie writers, you can actually take notes from this game. Because here's how you make me care. The teens are redeemable. They actually have potential. (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
I feel I feel like half the reason they make horror movie teens to be the most obnoxious people possible is so that it's not too horrible when they get horrifically murdered. Yeah, like that's that's it's it's a bizarre thing of they it, like it works in film because a film is two hours and you don't control anything. The yeah. court, yeah. Birdie still despises them because yeah, they're fucking he awful. deals with teens on the regular. They are <laughs> they are massive shitheads of the highest degree, the majority of them. And there are like two that through very little that through very little effort come out okay. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right for our experience so far. Uh, but even the ones that are okay are still written by the people at Supermassive Games, so they're written like idiots. And what I mean by that is not their choices. The dialogue is trash. So much of the dialogue is, what do these 45-year-old out-of-touch people think teenagers played by 25-year-olds would, would, would say? Because one of the people in this game is Brenda Song. I don't know who that is. Uh, she was in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Ah. She was also in, I think, Wendy Wu Kung Fu Warrior or some shit. <gasps> She's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I love Caitlyn. Caitlyn's great. Yeah. Caitlyn. Caitlyn is like the snarkiest, like, snark girl that you can ever snark. She's so much fun. Yeah. When, when I said there are two characters who are fine, Caitlyn was one of them. Yeah. I think Abby and Nick are okay. Uh, Nick. Dylan, Dylan is a little grating, but I've had friends who were like Dylan. Yeah. Uh, um, for me, yeah, for me, Dylan's fine. Uh, Nick is a cardboard cut of a person with an accent until he turns into whatever he gets turned into. Hey, spoilers. Oh no. The thing with monsters is monster things happen in it. Yeah. And I did know that he actually turned. So thanks. Eh, you'll get, eh, whatever. Uh, Ryan sucks. Yeah. Also, I do not know why, but Justice Smith was on like heroin when he filmed this. Because every line of dialogue is the most just fucking low register vocal fry. Just what are you guys doing? Uh, yeah. Birdie and I complain about his mumbling anytime he's on screen. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he mumbles worse than Deku. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emma sucks. Just hardcore. Yes. She's the worst. Emma is the worst. Uh, Jacob is the female Emma, so they're perfect for each other. You mean the male Emma? Yes. Jacob is the male Emma, so they're perfect for each other. Uh, David Arquette is wasted. Ted Raimi is wasted. Yeah. Um, Ethan Suffley's wasted. Lance Henriksen is way wasted. So is Lynn Shea. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of this one. I'm enjoying it still. Yeah, of what... Uh, but, like, I feel like it's of a similar caliber to Until Dawn. Not as good as Until Dawn. Until Dawn is better. But it's of a similar caliber to me. Uh, I... Every single super massive game that has followed this style has been diminishing returns for me beyond Until Dawn. And even then, it was largely until I played Until Dawn that I was very much enjoying it. Because mm. I don't really like the way these games control. 
Oh, there is one thing that is a massive improvement in this game to me. And that is their accessibility settings. Okay. Because you could basically never have to do a QTE if you want. And like the only thing you have to do is the walking parts. Now, I still have QTEs on because it's fun to potentially have to fail and see a character die, et cetera, et cetera. But I did turn off the don't breathe sections because they fucking sucked in every other game. Okay, so I'll let you know that it's not the same. Oh, yeah, no, I did play through them, like, legitimately once. I still don't like them. Yeah, they're not good, but instead instead of it being the, hey, don't move your fucking, don't move your goddamn dual shock outside of this circle, and then even if you don't move, it still moves out of the circle because of drift. Mm-hmm. Or don't do the... Hit very... the heartbeat in the perfect rhythm. Yeah, that was very easy. I do not know what Yeah, I got good at that. it. It was just I got good at it. I just didn't enjoy it. It wasn't fun. You know, it's not good, but it wasn't hard. I never said it was hard. I just didn't enjoy it. And then with this one, it's you hold down the button until the red halo on the screen goes away. Yeah. Again, not fun. It's just a waiting game. Yeah. Like, and by turning it off, I just get to kind of enjoy the game. Yeah, I like I I'm enjoying it so far and like like there's not not much I can say about it cuz I don't know the ending so I can't talk about the ending. Um I there like there are so many times in this where I am like can we just not do that? Like can we just choose to not the not do this option and the game's like you're doing it cuz this is a horror movie and you're playing a dumb teenager and I'm like fine. Yeah. Can I can I do the genre savvy thing and avoid the <laughs> no. Well, one of the first things that you have a choice is you can either pull the fuel line or you can like remove the rotor arm. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's either permanently disable the vehicle or temporarily disable the vehicle. And like I'm like, can we ne- do neither? No. Because I'd like to do neither. <laughs> and the game's like, no, pick one. No, like, the fine. game needs to happen. Yeah, it's one of those situations where if it was a D&D player, I'd be like, either you're doing it or I'm doing it. Because <laughs> you chose to play this game, not me. Yeah, you can't just run away. Well, I mean, you can't just turn the game off and walk away. Yeah, but like, if, if you are being like, hey, you're sitting down to play the story, it's yeah. a matter of, it's a matter of, hey, you chose to be here. I told you what this was and you said yes. This is a tip to any D&D player out there. Yes, and. Because my fucking God, the number of times I've had players say, I don't want to do that. And my only response is, I guess we don't play. And then they get mad at me. Yeah, it's. Didn't you have a million contingencies ready for any possible course of action? Not having a course of action is not the course of action. Yeah, I explained the setup and tone of the game. And then you're like, you're like, yeah, the thing we agreed to. Ignore that. I want to open a pet store. You know, we should, you should be like, okay, you open a pet store and never go on any adventures ever again. Game over. Make a new character. Yeah, basically. It's like, it's like happy happy end for your character, I guess. Reroll. Yep. You force them to have the farmer ending. Make a new character, fuckface. 
It's it's like it's like instead of going on the adventure, how about we just turn around and walk away? Okay, game over. Uh, let's roll but, up new, let's roll up some new characters who will who will go on the adventure. But like I said, I'm going to be I'm going to complete this game just like I did every other one of these, and then once the October game comes out, which I don't actually remember which one it is, uh, the I'm Devil and I. I'm going to beat that one and talk about it and probably be very mad because if like uh, if it's anything like House of Ashes, it's going to be a horror movie genre that I despise. Okay, it's the devil in me. But in all honesty, like these games are made for me because I am such a horror movie fanatic. Like I adore horror movies, so like even the ba- even the worst of them I can get some enjoyment out of. Would you like to know what the back of the box description of The Devil in Me is? Sure. A group After of doc- that, we can do news and whatever cuz I group, have anything else to say. A group of documentary filmmakers receive a mysterious call inviting them to a modern day replica of serial killer HH Holmes's murder castle. Oh no. It's an opportunity that's too good to pass up and could be just the thing they're looking for to win some much needed public interest. Oh no. These people are idiots. The hotel is the perfect set for their new episode, but things aren't quite what they seem. The crew discovers, the crew discover, they're being watched and even manipulated, and suddenly there's much more at stake than just their ratings. So the reason I was saying oh no is because I fucking despise documentary horror. Well, it's not, this isn't documentary horror, this is a documentary crew being put into a horror situation. Yes, but the initial framing is going to be, <laughs> Shadow and Shidio, yeah! No, I don't think yeah. it will. That that's what like any of these documentary horror assholes act like in the movies. Because this, wait, what, what, so you think the aesthetic of the game will be it's a handheld camcorder? Thing? No, I don't think the aesthetic of the game. I think the behavior of the characters. Okay, which is why I didn't I didn't like uh, House of Ashes because I couldn't stand any of the characters. Well, yeah, it's kind of hard when at least one of the characters is racist. Yeah, very. Just actively. Mm-hmm. The whole time. The whole time. Like, the only character I liked was the um, Arabic soldier who just wanted to get home to his child. Yeah, he was the best. He was the best character in that game. <laughs> anyway. Another point we're playing then. On to news. Uh, so, first up. Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford has confirmed that Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, the Borderlands spinoff where it is that one joke from that one DLC expanded to an entire video game, is now going to be its own franchise. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it apparently did so well that they're like, yeah, we're making more of these. I mean, okay. Like... The like the style of Borderlands actually really works for like fantasy RPG because players go nuts over loot, even if it's like, yeah, I'm gonna loot that bugbear's loincloth. Yeah, I yeah, like like that works. It's just the tiny Tina character is fine in short doses. She is a bit much <laughs> for an entire game. I say, having not played Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It's either really popular or they're just running out of ideas. Por que no los dos, my guy. 
Uh, moving on from there. Uh, do you guys know Video Game Donkey? Nope. He's a- um, okay. Some some, you know, I I don't know. Who, I don't actually know who he is, but somebody name dropped him yesterday when I was talking to them. So it's probably the same thing. But go on. Okay. So Video Game Donkey is a YouTuber uh, with a channel of over seven million subscribers. He is a very popular car- creator in the gaming scene. He's done. He does like a. He used to do like a like very regular uh, comedic game reviews, and now he does those less frequently. But they are. They're 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 fine. I've watched a couple of them. I think he's funny. Uh, he announced recently that he's starting his own indie game publishing company called Big Mode. Cool. Right. Yeah, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. Um. He released a video about it, uh, talking about it, um, and in it he said that he has tried to, quote, slam dunk soulless cash grabs into the garbage can and lift up and praise the truly inspired works of art in this medium. And he listed at least a couple of games that, like, he was, listed a couple of titles that he was, like, kind of, like, that he that he felt fit into that mold uh, simply name dropping a uh, Enter the Gungeon, Hollow Knight, Celeste, Cuphead, Undertale, Lisa. And yeah, I mm, I don't know. Mainly because I don't know if he knows anything about actually publishing games. Because like from what I've heard about people talking about this uh, and kind of from the video itself, it sounded kind of like he was he was like I'm tired of these really bad games, so I'm just going to put money toward games I like. And then was putting that up as I'm here to save the industry. A little bit. That, that's not. That's, I don't think that's what he thinks or anything. That's just kind of the tone of the video a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess we'll see how that goes. And then from there, uh, we have two very, very big things to talk about. Um, You guys want to hear about the gaming one first or the gaming adjacent one first? Gaming adjacent. We'll finish with the yeah. gaming one. Alrighty. Uh, so Twitch is dying. Which uh, I guess well, actually a more apt thing is Twitch is killing itself. Yeah, I mean that's been a thing for a while. I mean they it got have not even tried to you know police their own uh, network. So it's gotten exponentially worse very recently. Oh. So after a running week of just scandal after scandal involving very big Twitch people including a trending hashtag of get gambling off Twitch. Oh, no. As well as them cutting ties and banning just several major uh, gambling sponsorships, particularly ones from overseas companies that use cryptocurrencies to skirt around gaming regulations. And you guys know how we feel about cryptocurrency. Yep. Uh, as well as one of their biggest creators uh, being potentially kicked out of an org that he owns due to him covering up a sex crime. And a bunch of other things. Twitch then dropped an announcement about their revenue split with their creators. So up until now, as I have understood it, it has been, if you make Twitch affiliate, it is a 50-50 split. Where any any revenue made from the ads that you run on your thing, uh, Twitch takes half, you get half. If you make partner, 
that stays, but you have the potential to get a 70-30 split, where you get 70, they take 30. Okay. That's going away now. And it's going to be 50-50 for everyone. Everyone currently on the platform, everyone who will be on the platform in the future, is getting 50-50. If you already had a 70-30 contract, that stays until you earn $100,000 or more, then it goes to 50-50. Essentially taking a huge chunk of uh, their biggest biggest uh, content creators and cutting their revenue by 29%. Hmm. Now, I should also say that uh, just, I guess, for comparison's sake, Twitch's biggest current competitor is probably YouTube. They've been they've been making a hard push lately for their live streaming side of things, actually yeah. snagging a bunch of pretty big name content creators from Twitch over to YouTube on contract. And the important thing about YouTube is they already understand how to handle the streaming. Like my my big thing with Twitch is they kept getting like threatened with lawsuits for their streamers having like contract like uh copyrighted music. Copyrighted music and shit in their videos, like in their VODs. And their response was, hey, delete those VODs. <laughs> yeah, you guys can keep keep streaming Avatar the Last Airbender. Just don't leave a VOD for people to find. Yeah, that was great. Uh, but it's worse, actually. Uh, because, well, well, so, YouTube, their revenue split with their uh, platform, with their uh, streamers, is 70-30. That's the standard. If you become a streamer and become like affiliate, you get 70-30 split in the revenue. Also, the ads on YouTube are just better. Yeah. Because because it's a more stable platform. It's been running for a lot longer. No. Like, it's advertisers because are more comfortable no, with them. No, it's not, not because they're comfortable with them. It's not any of that. It's because the Twitch ads are fucking intrusive. It will be... It will be... You, you go to join a stream. Here are six one-minute ads. You can't skip any of them. Oh, God. Yeah. And then with their... I, mi- just, yeah. I, usually, I usually just mute it and then come back. Yeah. Then they ha- then with their like content creators uh, that are on contract, it's like, hey, you need to stream... You need to put this many ads per hour. And then also... Hey, if you're in some markets of the world, like Canada, they will just straight up minimize whatever stream you're watching and run a mid-roll. Ew. They will mute the live content that you're watching and force you to watch an ad. And hey, if that if that say if that person, say if that streamer has VODs behind a paywall for subscribers only, and you aren't subscribed to them, guess the fuck what? If you want to watch that thing that they muted and took away from you watching, you have to pay the money. Whereas YouTube, their ads are skippable. And they pause the videos. Like, I don't know if they, like, pause the streams, if that's a thing. Well, no, I, I think what but... it is, I think what it is with, like, that stuff is the streamer will, like, like, like when you are joining a stream, They'll run an ad that's like 15, that's like 15, 20 seconds. I can skip. They get to the stream. And then the streamer goes, hey, guys, I'm going on break. Here are some ads. 
they don't just mute the thing and play the ad anyway. From what I understand, the streamer has we'll more control. Over, you'll like it. Yeah, from what I understand, the streamer has more control over when the ads actually run on YouTube. And so, the reason that they are doing this, according to the blog post by President of Twitch, Dan Clancy, is that they need to be able to afford the hosting on Amazon Web Services. Mm-hmm. Amazon owns Twitch. So their reasoning for this is our parent company is charging us too much money. That, that's stupid. <laughs> Twitch is doing everything in its power to kill itself. Yeah. And I don't get why. Like, I'm not a big live stream guy. I like stuff you can pause. I hate them constantly responding to the uh, to the audience and constantly talking about their fucking donations. Well, did you have to do that? I know, and I hate it. <laughs> now, if you guys want to see us live streaming, too bad. Yeah, we're not doing it. Just straight up. We will not have enough of an audience. <laughs> no, you know, it's not even a matter of having enough of an audience. Even if we had a massive audience, we wouldn't do it because I don't fucking like doing live content. I like having control. I like being able to go, okay, I'm going to stop here. Then we'll change this and do this other thing. I need to be able to edit out what you just said. Yes, exactly. I like the control. Also, I don't think I'd be a very good Twitch streamer. Or nah, live streamer, you just, period. You'd, you'd be constantly throwing harassment at your audience. Oh, absolutely. But then they'd throw it right back and then someone would hack my email and send me child porn or something. Yeah, it's usually how it goes. I'd get swatted immediately. But anyway, yeah. So that's all happening over on Twitch's side. Uh, it's bad for them. But now onto the gaming thing, which also isn't great. Uh, so on September 18th, our time of recording this past Sunday, a massive leak happened where... Dozens of video files related to the upcoming Grand Theft Auto 6 were leaked onto a GTA fan forum. And yeah, so that happened. Uh, so Rockstar officially announced Grand Theft Auto back in February of this year in a press conference, as in a press release, the kind of thing, um, with uh, Strauss Zelnick of Take-Two Interactive, the parent company of Rockstar, saying that the new up that saying that the new uh, information about any new information about GTA six will be shared on quote Rockstar's schedule. A couple months later in September, GTA Forums, a very popular online discussion board about Grand Theft Auto, saw someone post a fucking thing saying, here are ninety here are ninety footage slash clips from GTA six. Uh, posted by a user named uh, Teapot Tube Hacker. Teapot Tuber Hacker. Apologies. A teapot Uber Hacker. I, it's a it's a very dumb name. <laughs> yeah. Specifically pointing out 
that he's the guy who hacked Uber before. I don't know if that's something you want to advertise there. I believe he has since been arrested. Uh, yeah, he was arrested in England. Yes, he was. He's 17, apparently. Fucking lovely. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, so they wrote, uh, hey, here are, here's 90 footage slash clips from GTA 6 uh, and shared various uh, assets from the game as well as the code. Uh, after that got leaked, um, Take-Two Interactive uh, contact a bunch of these different platforms and had remove and put, put up remove request stuff, uh, takedown requests and everything appearing all over them from various uh from various things um the next day after this hack after this happened uh GTA forums and the GTA 6 subreddit removed all threads featuring this content and messages on both sites uh said that they were complying with requests from Take 2 to remove any of the copyrighted material uh however the original thread on GTA forums was since has since been reinstated but Locked for new comments and all links removed. Uh, not long after this, Rockstar did actually acknowledge the thing and say, yeah, we got hacked. It sucks that this happened because we wanted to show off this game when we were ready to show it off, but... Now you guys know it's coming. Well, they already knew it was coming. It's just, hey, here, yeah, here's, yeah. The look, here's the look at it in its worst possible state. I really, really hope that like it's more of a game and less of an online service, but it's probably going to be. It's probably going to be an online service. They love their online services. Yep. Yeah, they do. And yeah. uh, So, as this was kind of going on, uh, the FBI got involved. Oh God! As Uber released a statement uh, saying that it was working with the FBI and the U.S. Department of Justice to investigate recent data breaches and mentioned that their hacker was suspected to be involved in the Rockstar hack as well. Uh, they, believe, they believe that the hacker uh, could be associated with the group known as a Lapsus with a dollar sign at the end, which carried out similar attacks on companies like NVIDIA, Microsoft, and Samsung. And yeah, so I guess, well, they got them, so good, good for them, I guess. Well, the FBI didn't get him, but someone got him. Yep. Somebody got him close enough. Yep. And then from there, a bunch of developers kind of came out in support of Rockstar. It's like, hey, it sucks that this happened. It It's overwhelming, and this shit can be real bad, but but hey, we stand with you guys, and it's going to be cool. Uh, and it also spawned a bit of a meme. Which I have been okay. very much enjoying. So, as part of this thing, a Twitter user uh, talking about this thing said, since graphics are the first things done in video games, uh, this is what the game's going to look like. The, uh, everything for the next couple of years is just going to be uh, like debugging and like finishing backend stuff. The game looks like ass, and this is what it will look like forever. To which, every single game developer like big game developer on Twitter began posting alpha footage of their games saying, since graphics are the first things finished in video games, here's what our game looked like in development. Just a clown on this fucker. That's awesome. It was great. 
and it was just it was just a lot of footage of like hey here are basic ass fucking geometry basic ass corridors and here's our character t posing while they do while they do their fucking attacks like a like i saw one for like control i saw one for uh horizon where it wasn't even Aloy in the in the video in the footage that was shown. It was a placeholder modern military guy shooting just a collection of gray blocks vaguely in the shape that could hold a T-Rex. It's great. Yeah, it it's it sucks when shit like that happens and it keeps happening. Like I can't imagine like I can't imagine how what it would feel like to have something that you are spending years of your life on, devoting so much of your time, and then having it put out in the worst version of it it could be. It's got to be just incredibly demoralizing. And then also having the people on Twitter, because all because these people are always on fucking Twitter, just being like, "Oh my god, this thing fucking looks like dog shit. How can you be? How can you call this a game when you like fuck, man?" It's horrendous. But hey. They got a clown on some shithead on Twitter, so that's always a win. Yay. Anyway. Another news. Uh, new release stuff. Uh, this week, saw the release of Return to Monkey Island. A new Monkey Island point-and-click point adventure game. That is a direct sequel to Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge. Weird. Yeah, developed by Terrible Toy Box and put out by Devolver. Devolver in collaboration with uh, Lucasfilms, I guess. Uh, the developers of this uh, are also the developers of uh, Thimbleweed Park, which is a point-and-click adventure game from a few years back, uh, made by Ron Gilbert. Who is very pot? Who is very big name in the point and click adventure game scene? Because he made Monkey Island. Yeah, one of the greatest games <laughs> in the fr in the uh, genre. Yeah, uh, this game this week also saw the release of Gundam Evolution, like we said. Uh, Sessions Skate Sim, a new. Oh, I've been hearing about that. Yeah. Huh. It is a dual stick skateboarding sim, uh, which. Funded on Kickstarter, from the looks of it, might be trying to might be trying to fill a different slot than the uh, like skate games, but still has kind of the same vibe to it. From everything I've seen of it, it's not as like it's not as like ridiculous. Like, hey, we got to fucking like launch ourselves off this building so we can see how many bones we break. But more like, hey, you motherfuckers like skating, right? Well, here's a dual six skating game. Let's go. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, I've heard about you that. Guys so, like you guys like skating, right? That's I, no, like I do, I do, I do enjoy skating games. I've just never been good at dual stick skating games. I've never been good at skating games. Uh, and next week we will see the release of uh, Legend of Heroes: Trails from Zero, which seems like a very oh, right, yes. up your up your uh, lane, Alex. Uh, I've already played it. Of course, you have. I've already played it because there was a fan translation that came out years ago, and I didn't think an official release was ever going to happen. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, it did. It did originally come out in 2010. Yeah, it's been out for a while, and they, they skipped over it to go to the... 
several other games in the series. So uh, we were surprised that they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to double back and do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it'll be coming out uh, PS4, PC and Switch in North America uh, this week. Or sorry, next week. Also coming out next week, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. What? There's a new video game coming out called Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo. I'm going to assume Alfred Hitchcock didn't make it because he's dead. He's been dead for quite a long time before yeah, uh, video games existed. It is uh, being developed by Spanish company uh, Pendulo Studios, with published by Microids. And yeah, it's it's fucking Vertigo, but it's a adventure game. I don't know, man. They ran out of fucking ideas. Yeah, I guess. I guess oh wait! I guess oh no, fucking no! No! God damn it! What? The people who made it are the same people who made the Black Sad game. The Black Sad game. Black Sad is a comic book. Uh, a fantastic comic book. Uh, written by uh, Juan Diaz Canales and drawn by uh, Juanio Juanio Granito. I probably pronounced probably butchered that guy's last name, and I apologize. But it is a it is a neo noir book. Well, sorry, a noir book uh, set in a world entirely of animal people. Black Sad himself is a cat. Uh, they recently they recently actually released a new uh, volume of the book, and that was fucking. It was about goddamn time. They released it back in a. They released it at the end of last year, after fucking like five years of nothing. But yeah, so and the Black Sad game was garbage, horrendously optimized, buggy as all hell, voice acted by goddamn corpses. So I do not have high hopes for Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, also coming out next week uh, for the Nintendo Switch. It's getting strange with Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection. Whoa. Which is a remaster of the original Life is Strange and Before the Storm. On the Switch. On the Switch. <laughs> like. It's not a remaster, it's a demaster. Let's just Fair enough. <laughs> and finally, I think you might like Cave. Uh Sam and Max Save the World and Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space for the PS4. Fuck yes, I've been waiting for those. <laughs> that fucking woke him up. <laughs> I own I didn't know, I didn't I, know Sam and Max okay. was still alive. Okay, so I own those on Steam. I owned those for I think the Xbox. I owned them for a console before. Uh, so totally going to get them on the PS4 because then I get to force my wife to listen to the War Room song a thousand times. <laughs> <sighs> and yeah, Sam and Max, Sam and Max will never die. People won't let them. <sighs> yeah, th this, yeah, fuck, this thing has been, this, so this is, this game, this, this is a, Sam and Max season one. And season two. I'm talking about season one right now. Oh, okay. Season one was originally released uh, from 2006, 2007. This was like one of the first like telltale uh, episodic games mm -hmm. that they kind of like put out there. Uh, yeah, released then. Put on the Wii in 2008. 
put it on the 360 in 2010, put it on the Switch in 2020, put it on the Xbox One in 2021, and put it on the PS4 in 2022. Just goddamn. <sighs> and then, and then season two. Yeah, same kind of thing. Uh, released uh, 07 to 08, put on the 360 in 09, the Wii in 2010, uh, the Mac in 2010 as well, <laughs> PS3 in 2011, iOS in 2012, Switch and Xbox One in 2021, and then PS4 in 2022. Wait, they're on the Switch? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, get those. sorry, Sam and Mac Season 2 is. Oh. Yeah, Save the World is... Oh, the, well, Save the World is also on Switch. Yeah, we just released okay. earlier. Okay. I'm, I'm just waiting for uh, Season 3 to be released on a console that I own. Because right now it's PC only, as far as I'm aware. Yep. But anyway... I'm thinking of... That's going to do it for news, and that's going to do it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. We will try to be, we'll try to put out a new one of these before 2023. But no promises. Yep, I said try. But... And all that stuff, we're going to be having other stuff coming out. We got uh, Cursed Destiny, uh, Caves D&D campaign as part of Die. Uh, we got myself, Bertie, and Nico are talking about new comic stuff as well as the new commentary series. We're going to be trying to put out a commentary track a month. All kinds of stuff. We got that shit coming. But until then, I'm dead. Sir Clever, goodbye here. And I'm Caveman. Hey, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye, have a wonderful time.